Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. He's got room. He's turning all the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the hearts of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome to Central Mountain High School and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai at Lincoln's in the North Ford Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt. Last week, the Seals lost to Shemokin 44-8 to to fall to 3-4, and 2-2 two and two in Hack 1. It was the first loss to Shemokin uh, since we've been broadcasting the Seals since 2009. Well, the Central Mountain Wildcats are looking for their first win uh, on the season after falling a week ago to Hollidaysburg, 56-12. The Seals have not lost back-to-back games in 2018. So, Ryan, we watched the Seals passing game struggle for the third week in a row as they struggled against the Shemokin Indian defense a week ago. Seals Grove needs to get a convincing win, and they need to do it here tonight against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Uh, you're exactly right, Pat. I mean, the last two games alone, zero TDs, passing three interceptions, two, uh, and it's only 36% uh, completion percentage. So Seals Grove has struggled uh, throwing the ball around in the last three weeks, especially in the last two. Um, did have a little bit of a run game going there against Loyal Sock two weeks ago. Had 168 yards out of Joe Kahn, but outside of that, that's the only 100-yard rushing game for the Seals all season, well, from a single performer. So this offense has somewhat struggled this year, had their highs and their lows, and as of right now, the last three weeks, it's kind of stalled a little bit other than the run game against Loyal Sock. Yeah, you talk about last week against Shemokin. Again, the score 44-8, the Seals fell to the Shemokin Indians. First half, it was 13-2 as Shemokin led that game against the Seals. So in total numbers, 303 for Shemokin, only 95 for the Seals Grove Seals. And that breaks down in the rushing department, only 47 yards for the Seals, 155 for the Shemokin Indians. In the passing game, 148 for Shemokin, 44 for the Seals Grove Seals. Seals had two interceptions in that game. And again, they're inflicted with eight penalties on the night for 72 yards and only had eight first downs. And Shemokin, 15 first downs. Brian, we talked to different people during the week, even Shemokin fans who have watched Shemokin all year long and have watched them struggle in years gone by. So that was the most complete game. The, the game plan looked perfect. And, boy, it just came from a SEAL standpoint, came at a bad week because they just looked like they had everything clicking. It, it was everything. They they threw the ball well. Some of the better passes I've seen since we've been covering, uh, just hitting guys downfield in stride. And then they were running the ball with some aggression. And and then on defense, they were flying to the ball, and they were laying big hits. They were playing Seals Grove-style football uh, against Seals Grove last week. It beat us with our own, you know, our own medicine, our, our own weapons, whatever you want to Whatever it was say, it, it just was not not our week, and, and I think it caught us by surprise, and I think that's why you kind of saw maybe the kids were a little shocked, a little bit of shock to it. I think the coaches might have been a little bit shocked. I think Shemokin was shocked. I think they were surprised with how well they played, and they did. They just put together the perfect recipe, the perfect storm, and 
They took care of business in Seals Grove last week. And when I talk to people during the week following up, because people come up and say, boy, what happened in that game? And, you know, it was a different mentality. And we know under a new head coach there with Henry Hanoski and his coaching staff. And you wonder what kind of few are you going to get when new coaches come in and they've had different coaches try to come in and you know one thing we said and you said it before we were on the air i mean who would not want to come out if you've considered playing football at any time in your high school career you get an opportunity to come out and play for an nfl football player who was a great in the local area with henry and Oski. so he's getting the numbers and people said he's been getting them in the locker room so what a great way to start turning the program around well there's a prime example He's got Shemokin playing well, and how are the Giants playing right now? <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> they're, they're not playing inspired football. Shemokin is. So there, there's your, for all you Giant fans out there, there's there's the secret. You lost Hank the Tank, and he's in Shemokin coaching now. Now, we could go for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They fell to 0-7. They played Holidaysburg, lost 56-12. to The first half score was 21-7. to Total number, Central Mountain did put up 323 yards, 313 of them through the air. Well, Hollidaysburg, 458 yards and 266 on the ground. And you talked about against Lulisock, Salesgrove was able to establish a running game, and they'd like to be able to rely on that as you watch these quarterbacks, whether it's been Coy Bastion or Danny Schott, grow up within the program. Still young guys and experience at that quarterback position. You like to see a running game. And, boy, what Hollidaysburg was able to do a week ago, you hope maybe Salesgrove is able to find that be a part of the recipe tonight. Yeah, I mean, anything. Find anything to get to get some uh, um, offense going to get some of the the mojo back that they had after the Loyal Sock game. Uh, Seals Group, Seals Group does. They need to establish something, and and, and you wonder if they're just going to maybe go back to that run game like they did against Loyal Sock. Whether they're going to pound it up the middle, go Joe Con, Nate Schoen, Joe Con, Nate Schoen, wear things down and maybe ease things up a little bit for Danny Shock, the freshman starting quarterback. And, you know, I'm looking here at the offensive stats. You know, Shock, he's 928 yards on the season, so we're hoping. I mean, honestly, you want to seal the deal. Shock's got to go over 1,000 yards for the season for the win tonight. Mm -hmm. So you got that. And then Swineford and Nyland both, you know, Swineford just under 300 yards receiving, Nyland just over 200. And you got Joe Kahn right there at 110. Joe Kahn's your your running back, your, your leading rusher at 365, and he's your third at receiver. Asking a lot of Joe Kahn. He's also one of the leaders on defense. So, It'd be nice if they could get some other guys going here outside of just relying on Joe Kahn to do everything, giving all his might, and, and get some of that confidence back. And, yeah, find something in that recipe that uh, Holidaysburg had last week. Well, we got a lot to cover. We'll take a look at other games going on, a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family, as we'll hear from the broadcast team covering the Shikolimi Braves and the Lewisburg Green Dragons. We'll hear from head coach Derek Hicks as well at the bottom of the hour, and we'll talk more about Seals' opponent tonight, the Central Mountain Wildcats. And finally, we're going to hear from Ryan as he'll give us what's going to seal the deal. You already got a little taste of that, but we hear more from Ryan when he's going to talk about what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Fyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man in Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support.
Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealand's Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. Eagle107.com. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. We're at Central Mountain High School. Both teams on the field going through their pre-game warm-ups. Central Mountain in their white helmets, blue shirts, and white pants. Seals Grove in their all-white and blue helmet. We'll talk more about this matchup between the Wildcats and the Seals. But first, Shikalimi was unable to make it back-to-back wins as they fell to Lewisburg last week. 42 to 21 and this week not any easier as they'll take on the undefeated southern columbia tigers who improved to 7-0 with a convincing 62 to 7 win over the jersey shore bulldogs so let's hear from the voice of the chicken braves kevin her covering the braves on 1070 wkok and wkok.com Chickalemi played their best 21 minutes of football a week ago against Lewisburg, putting drives together, scoring points, getting first downs, stopping a solid rushing attack, and playing lights-out defense. But the margin of error is really thin for this Chickalemi team. After giving up a 66-yard punt return and a strip six for a defensive touchdown just minutes before halftime and a 14-14 tie, the Braves lost all of the momentum, and that helped Lewisburg to score the next 42 points in the win last week. Something to build on, though, is exactly what this team is looking for and what it really needs right now. The other thing is to be healthy. Unfortunately, the latter is not happening again this week. The Braves will be down six starters tonight against what could be the best Southern Columbia team maybe ever. Even without standout Stone Hollenbach, who we're told will not start again this week, the Tigers have found ways to improve week after week. The backup, who could be a starter almost anywhere else in Pennsylvania, has jumped right in for Southern as they continue their regular season unbeaten string. Preston Zachman is 22 of 33 with just one pick and five TDs and is on a roll. 
Well, we all know about the talent at wide receiver, too, with Julian Fleming. He's averaging 18 yards a catch. And the running game for Southern Columbia is stellar. And by the way, that's just the offense. Shikalemi will look to play keep away tonight, as they did in the first half last week against Lewisburg. Drew Balestrini back at quarterback this week after running the offense well a week ago. The brunt of the running game will fall on Jermaine's Herring, Evan Bingaman, and Ulysses Mercado tonight. And if they can keep the clock running, find the first down marker like they did in the first 21 minutes last week, well, their chances of keeping the game close grow enormously. Now, if there was a good week to play perfect football, this would be the week. Of course, every week would be really good to play perfect football, but believe me, this week would be the best. A win tonight makes your season. Nobody remembers the record after this year, but everybody would remember the upset of the season. That's a tough task, I realize, but Chickalemi has nothing to lose tonight. And Southern Columbia meets Chickalemi for the first time when it counts. They played in the preseason several times, but never in the regular season, of course, in the playoffs either. Senior night at Chickalemi. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock at Chickalemi Stadium. Join the coach Dick Hortemi for the pregame at 6.30 on News Radio 1070, WKOK, and WKOK.com. For Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, I'm Kevin Herr. For nearly 100 years, Party Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex, Business Insurance Solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, Game Day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Again, both teams going through their pregame warm-ups. We're at Central Mountain High School. Get ready to see if the Seals can get back in the win column as Central Mountain looking to get into the win column for the first time in 2018. They're 0-7. Seals Grove sits at 3-4. and We'll talk more about this matchup, but right now Lewisburg, part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family, will look to make their 
three wins in a row after their 42-21 win over Shikolami last week. This week, it's the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, a big hack one matchup between the Green Dragons and the Bulldogs. So it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel. As he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons, 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Jersey Shore Bulldogs tonight in a Heartland Conference Division I game. Tonight's game will be played at the campus of Jersey Shore High School. Lewisburg comes into tonight's contest with a record of 5-2, and two, and Jersey Shore comes in with a record of 3-4. and four. Last week, Lewisburg defeated Chicklamy by a score of 42-21 to 21 in a game in which Lewisburg only had 12 yards of offense in the first half, but was still tied at halftime with a score of 14-14 to 14, thanks to an Andrew Ramirez punt return and a fumble recovery and touchdown run by Draven Dobler. After halftime, Lewisburg controlled both lines of scrimmage. Max Moyers rushed for 185 yards and three touchdowns, and the Green Dragons cruised to a 42-21 win. Jersey Shore comes into tonight's contest coming off a 62-7 loss to Southern Columbia. They are led offensively by senior running back Kyle Tome and wideout Kobe Peacock, who has 33 receptions for 498 yards and five touchdowns. Defensively, Jersey Shore plays a 5-2 defense and are led by All-State nose guard David Tome. It will be important for Lewisburg's offensive line to again be able to open holes for the running backs. To do this, they will have to control the Jersey Shore nose guard. This is something they have not been able to do the last two years. Defensively, they need to stop the Jersey Shore passing game to Kobe Peacock and force them to run the ball. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. Hi, Greg. Thanks very much. Sean Carey here in studio as we continue Sunbury Motors game day here on Eagle 107. The scores, uh, of course, will be updated all night long on our scoreboard page at eagle107.com. Games that we'll be following across the valley on our Week 8 slate include Bloomsburg at Hughesville, Columbia Montour Votech at Muncie, Danville at Shimokin. See if there's a letdown with Shimokin tonight following that big win last week at Seawans Grove at Seals Homecoming. Central Columbia at Warrior Run. Also, Athens at Midwest, Loyal Sock at Milton, Troy at Montgomery, Mount Carmel at South Williamsport, a rematch of a uh, AAA playoff game from uh, last year, Mifflinburg at Montoursville, Williams Valley at Upper Dauphin, Newport at Tri-Valley, Pine Grove at Line Mountain, Crestwood at Berwick, and Halifax at Juniata. So again, go to eagle107.com for those Scoreboard updates all night long. Don't forget, Seals fans, you can listen to the game online. We'll have it streamed at Eagle107.com and on our Eagle 107 app. You can download a free app now from either Google Play or the Apple App Store. Search Eagle 107. Back to Don Malinak Stadium in just a moment for Pat, Ryan, and Zach as we continue Seals game day. Seals and Wildcats at 7 here on Eagle 107. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders. Anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach soccer, carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shemokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam. Health Center, designed with you in mind. 
Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. 10 days of deals going on to October 15th. Huge discounts on in-stock vehicles for the next 10 days. We have the all-new 2019 Ram Bighorn in stock with up to 7600 in discounts and a few other Rams with discounts over $10,000. Now those discounts are huge. We also have 2019 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Pluses in stock with $4,500 off. Plus, we have over 75 more Jeeps. So come into Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Sunbury today during the 10 days the deal event or give us a call at 988-JEEP or see all the deals at ZimmermanJeep.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove. Next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at Aubrey AubreyAlexanderToyota.com Eagle 107 Welcome back to Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 Eagle107.com As we said, Seals Grove come in tonight 3-4, and 2-2 four, two and two in conference play under head coach Derek Hicks in his fourth year, 34 wins 13 losses for the head man Looking at how they've got to that point, Seals Grove started out lost to Lewisburg 32-22. Then they came back and beat Jersey Shore 31-10 before falling to Southern on the road 48-0. They did beat Schick at home, shut them out. Their only shutout of the season, they won 35-0. They battled defensively against a good Berwick team but lost 21-7 before traveling to take on the Lancers of Loyal Stock, winning 34-7. And then last week fell to Shemokin, 44-8. After tonight, they'll be at Danville and then take on Montoursville at home. For the Central Mountain Wildcats, lost to Williamsport start out the season 62-26. They fell to Lewisburg, 55-7. They traveled to Shemokin, lost 35-6. Then they played Belfont here at home against the Red Raiders. They lost 44-7. They're at Clearfield, lost 49-7. They lost to Shikalimi 13-3 before falling to Holidaysburg last week, 56-12. After tonight, they'll be at Mifflinburg and finish the season against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Ryan, if people didn't catch it, we run down the schedule and results of Seals Grove, and we've recognized it a couple weeks ago. They haven't lost two games in a row. They haven't won two games in a row. So if that's the play out again tonight, this would be a victory for the Seals. Yeah, I mean, and, and then Danville's got to feel pretty happy about that as well. As they got to take on Danville, and that will be on the road. First time they played Danville since 2013. So we'll be at Danville. New turf out there. We haven't seen that, so we'll get an opportunity to that. And then again, as they said, take on a good Montoursville team returning home for the final game of the regular season. In the past five years, Seals Grove in 2017, 11-3. 2016, they were 8-4 and four and lost in the district championship game to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 2015, 12-2, made it to the quarterfinals in the state playoffs. 2014, 9-4, and, and lost in the first round of states 
2013, they went 6 and 6. So in the last five years, Seals grow 46 and 19. For the Central Mountain Wildcats, 9 and 41 over the past five years. A year ago, they were 1 and 9, where they beat Shimokin in their one win. 2016, they were 3 and 7. They beat Belfont and also Mifflinburg and Shimokin. In 2015, they went 2 and 8, beating Shimokin in Central Columbia. 2014, they went 1 and 9, beating Williamsport. In 2013, they went 2-8. and eight. They beat Belfont and Athens. So over the last five years, just nine wins to 41 losses. Ryan, the theme kind of feels the same. Remember last week, all in the pregame, we talked about how Seals Grove has dominated Shemokin in every way. We talked about Seals Grove only trailed Shemokin one time in our, since we had broadcast them since 2009, where they were trailing 3 to nothing. Kind of get that same feel about they've dominated their opponent up to this point. So, Tonight is going to be about preparation and about focus on what you need to get done. And if I remember correctly, when we did the past five years for Shemokin, it was right around nine wins as well. So, I mean, we definitely went into that game with a similar scenario. Now, Shemokin is a team that Seals has played over and over again for many years. This is only the third meeting now uh, for Central Mountain and Seals Grove. But, yeah, this is, this is a – we talked on the way up. This is a must-win. you you got to win this game. You win this one, you're guaranteed a, a 500 record on the season. Um, Seals Grove's one and two on the road, so it'd be good to get you know 500 on the road for the year. Um, and honestly, I mean, they're, they're winless. You lose this one, and you walk away, you start really questioning what type of team you are, and especially you're going up against a very athletic Danville team the following week, and you're ending with a five and two Montoursville team right now that always plays Seals Grove tough. So this is a must-win game for Seals Grove tonight. And if they do, if they get back to playing the way they did against Loyal Sock, um, or even like the Berwick game, even though the Berwick game was a loss, Seals can come out and play with that mentality and that and that kind of focus. Um, they should come away with a win tonight. They have played well against Central Mountain in the only two games that they've played them and uh, last year and the year before. So you would think carrying that momentum to be able to get a victory here tonight. And one thing we've talked about already, establish a running game, and not since against Loyal Sock where they end up rushing for 239 yards. And you mentioned it, Joe Conn went for 168. And if that recipe is good, this is a good opportunity against a team, Central Mountain, that's given up a lot of yards on the ground. Oh, man, they, when we were looking at those stats there, I mean, they've given up a lot of yards overall. But, man, Williamsport... 260 rushing on them. Lewisburg, Moyer kid at 355 yards and five TDs. Um, that's a kid that Seals Group held like 38 yards rushing, and he did have that lone TD early in that game. Belfont had 398 yards rushing. Clearfield had 433 total yards, 251 of them rushing. Shigalimi, uh 202 yards. And then last week against uh, Hollidaysburg, 266 yards rushing. If I'm Joe Joe Con and Nate Schoen, I'm I'm licking my chops right now, and I'm looking at these stats going. You know, I got to get my offensive line focused. We got to we got to get ready and hit the hole hard. And, and this is a team that we can we can break free and add to our season totals. You look at offensive numbers for Seals Grove coming in tonight: 240.9 yards per game. The rushing department under 100 yards a game. As we talked about, this would be a great night to get that in order. And then the passing game, 141.6 yards per game. So, again, total offense, 240.9 coming into tonight. 17 touchdowns overall offensively. 
10 touchdowns by the rush, 7 touchdowns by the pass. Seals Grove averaging 19.5 points per game. The most points they've scored all year is 35 against Schick. And they've had 8 points or less three times on the season. They've had five fumbles and nine interceptions. And, again, we talked about the penalty issue. Seals are another thing that they want to wrap up and they want to clean clean up as well. to keep. You know, we kept saying that tonight. We're on the ride up, Ryan. Nice, clean game to give you the confidence you need going into what you already know is going to be a huge game next week on the road to Danville. But, again, focusing on tonight, making this a clean, sharp game for Seals Grove offensively. And, and and what's tough about that is is it is a young team and I mean I, they are you know we're late in the season now and they're a little more experienced but it is an, an inexperienced team and you know all week long people are like what happened to that smoking game and I was like it just was not the Seals Group team we saw at Loyal Sock and not the Seals Group team we saw against uh, Schick and or or Berwick it was it was more like the team we saw against Southern you know and and not that Shemokin's anything like Southern but the outcome was and. And you're you're right. It, it's 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 hard to tell. I mean, and this is what you get with younger teams and teams without a whole lot of experience. You get the ups and downs, but they've shown us what they can do. They put it together. They're a competitive team, and they can play with with teams of likes of Berwick, and and they could come out tonight and, and just you know mercy roll this game, or they could come out and we could have ourselves a ball game. And uh, last week they they didn't come out and. It just nothing was clicking and everything was clicking for Shemokin and and it just was it was a route. I mean, Shemokin just had their way with Seals Grove and, and you got to get that confidence back tonight. You got to get that feel back, that flow, and just you know hope to hang on to that. As now we're heading into the playoffs here in a couple weeks, we're going to hear from head coach Derek Hicks very soon. And one of the things I talked about with Derek and he brought up was their wide receivers here at Central Mountain, and they've been vulnerable to the to the athletic tall wide receivers and that's what central mountain does have here in terms of what they can put together offensively i mean when you look at their quarterback probes 80 81 completions on 157 attempts for 1170 yards seven touchdowns and when he throws the ball around he's got number three jones 29 catches pence number two with 18 catches and then you throw in a third receiver eck 13 catches for 85 yards. So that's where they've been vulnerable, and that's where the coaching staff really need to focus in on. And we saw that with Loyal Sock. I mean, Loyal Sock was their backup quarterback, and we talked about before the game, like, oh, you know, this guy hasn't really done much. He's the backup. And he came out and was just throwing it up to his bigger athletic uh, receivers, and they were making plays, obviously, out of Southern Columbia with Julian Fleming. He's going up, and he, he's going to catch it over anybody. But um, you're right. I mean, you can go. We, we even talked about going all the way back to last year, week one, with uh, Quaylen Rice and Milton. I mean, big, tall, athletic receiver went up and got the ball and made catches. Now, they did a, they did a smart move. They got Swineford in on him and matched height to height there, and Swineford did a good job of breaking that up somewhat. But, yes, Seals Grove has struggled this year with the taller, athletic-style receivers, and, and you're going to see that tonight. We're going to look at starters here. After we hear from the head coach, Derek Hicks, all the probable starters here for tonight, see if there's any changes up with the Seals Grove offensively as they look to get some consistency, some flow going here. So let's take a break, come back here from head coach, Derek Hicks. This is Seals Grove Football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. 
Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Eagle 107. Seals game day continues on Eagle 107. Sean Carey here in studio. We're less than a half an hour away from the kickoff just outside of Lock Haven in Mill Hall between the Seawinds Grove Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats. This will be the third time that Central Mountain and Seawinds Grove have played in the regular season in the hack. And back to 2016 in the Seals win, it was a balanced offense with defense and special teams performing that night. Saw each unit scoring a touchdown and six different players finding the end zone. Logan Labby threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns, two going to Tony Dressler, who finished the night with a career-high seven catches for 91 yards. Cody Showers added a 44-yard pick six, and Ryan Booker provided some sparks on special teams with a 74-yard punt return for a score. Coming up, we'll have Pat O'Brien here and his weekly conversation with the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals, Derek Hicks. Derek Hicks pregame show next as we continue Seals game day on Eagle 107. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Seals Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milk. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. 
Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Eagle 107. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Welcome to Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien along Coach Derek Hicks as the Seals Grove Seals are going to take on the Central Mountain Wildcats. But before we jump into Wildcats, we're going to take a look back at the game a week ago. And Derek, uh, not a lot of words, but do want to get your full assessment of the game last week, the loss to Shemokin, as you saw it on film, and in your preparation for this week's game against the Wildcats. Uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Shemokin because, uh, you know, they, their kids played a heck of a football game. Uh, they're a good football team, and you know I think what you saw is a team who had far and away their best game of the season playing against a team who had their worst game of the season. And uh, you know credit to their kids, they came. Uh, it's been quite a while since Schmokens beat us, and uh, you know they were hyped up. They played with the emotion and the intensity that you have to play, and uh, you know they got the job done. You talked about during the uh, post-game interview about some of the interruptions and things going on leading up to that game. Do you put some of the onus on that in terms of what the outcome of the game was? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, for years, coaching under Dave Hess, you know, Dave always said that, uh, you know, football's a mental game. You've got to be mentally prepared. You've got to have your head in things. And, um, you know, I, I think with the homecoming and the festivities, we allow ourselves uh, to get a little bit distracted. And, you know, I'm sure that was a factor. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, you know, you don't lose that bad uh, just because of one thing. So Schmoke can put it together and, uh, you know, Hopefully our kids learn from it. Well, now we check in with Murphy as she uh, presents her question of the week for you, Coach Derek Hicks. Derek, there was a tough loss last week against Shemokin. How have the kids responded during practice this week? Uh, you know, it was a good week. Uh, Tuesday, you know, kind of got the game plan in place. And Wednesday uh, was one of our better practices of the year. We did a little competition, offense against defense, uh, with some uh, some hills and conditioning on the line. So uh, it, it was super intense, which is what we're looking for, uh, kind of getting the kids' heads back in it and getting them rolling and moving forward. Well, now you prepare for Central Mountain Wildcats. And, you know, last week maybe got caught up in the idea that, at least from a broadcast standpoint, we really promoted the fact of the dominance over Shemokin over the years. But what we have learned now is that's why you play the games, because you never know what the outcomes are going to be. This week is the same kind of feel. Central Mountain team, you've played twice. You've dominated over the last two years. But the focus needs to be there. You need to play better. You're trying to pick up the momentum to wrap up the regular season. Um, where do you start this week with trying to get that mindset prepared for Wildcats? Uh, you know, it started Monday. We uh, we got together and, uh, you know, just talked game plan and start laying out the things with the kids is how do we want to attack Central Mountain? How do we want to defend them? Uh, and then, like I said, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, you, you, you start putting that stuff in action on the field. And, uh, you know, other than that, it's uh, a matter of the kids kind of watching film, studying their opponent, and, and looking at how they're gonna how they're gonna block them, how they're gonna uh, play defense against them, and, and look for those things that we can exploit. 
Now, and you're talking about the Central Mountain Wildcats. First, we're talking about their offense in terms of what you've seen on film. They have a quarterback's over a thousand yards passing. Um, what have you seen, and what can you expect from from that young man? Uh, you know, the, the the most impressive thing, I think, is they're, they're two wideouts. Uh, you know, you got two guys out there. They're both 6'2 and 6'3. I think they have them listed at. Uh, I know the, the one, number three, I believe it was, was a soccer guy last year. And uh, I remember being up there watching warm-ups and uh, soccer team was practicing. And, uh, you know, we were like, geez, why isn't this kid playing football? Well, unfortunately, I think he hurt us. And, uh, uh, he, you know, he's out there now. And, you know, you get a 6'3", two. 215 pound kid on the outside uh, and that's a concern especially when they're putting a 6'2 kid opposite them so uh, you know their quarterback's done a nice job he kind of just lays the ball out there and those two guys have done a good job of going and getting it you talk about number three a senior in Jones 29 catches 651 yards and six touchdowns for uh, the the wide receiver for the Central Mountain Wildcats okay Central Mountain comes in they're 0-7 they've been in some games and then things that gotten away from them. Uh, what do you see that has allowed other teams to make them so vulnerable? Is it penalties? Is it special teams? What, what is it that making Central Mountain uh, come up on the short end this year? You know, I think uh, the biggest thing I've seen is the big play. Uh, as a defensive guy, you know, you, you tell your defense you can bend, you know, teams are going to move the ball from time to time. That's part of the game. Uh, but you want to make them earn that, that 10, 12, 14 play drive because in high school football, more often than not, you're going to have a penalty or some sort of miscue. And um, Central Mountain's been, you know, unable to do that. They've given up that big play, whether it be a big run or a big pass over the top. And, uh, you know, that, that's what's kind of allowed games to get away from them. Now, Central Mountain under uh, Coach uh, Rainier over the years, um, what is his stamp on his team? What what do you see from Central Mountain that you know coming in Friday night that, that they're going to present to you as, as being a potential problem? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing I, I already mentioned is the, the receivers. You know, they create, uh, whether we have Dean Hollenbach in or Josh Nyland, uh, you know, they're, they're five, seven, five, eight guys trying to cover six, two, six, three. Uh, so that, that's certainly a matchup problem for us. Uh, something our safety Teague Hoover has to be aware of. Uh, and as a D coordinator, I've got to find ways to dial up pressure and just not let the quarterback get comfortable. The other receiver you're mentioning, Pence, is also a senior, 18 catches, 240 yards on the season for the Central Mountain Wildcats. So they have that capabilities, and we've seen where your defense has been vulnerable to the to the receivers with some size first half against Loyal Sock until the adjustments were made. Now, Loyal Sock, great running game. Uh, Joe Kahn had a great game. The offensive line had a great game. You obviously want to get that back into the mix. Uh, where is that this week, and are the offensive line, uh, is it the returning offensive line that you've seen over the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, same guys. We, we've shuffled some positions around. We're also going to do a little more rotating, trying to keep some fresh bodies in there. Uh, but, you know, same numbers, same faces. Like I said, just a, a little different uh, order with um, with Micaiah Showers playing a little bit of tackle instead of being on the inside of guard. Uh, Trey Bainey playing some guard uh, rather than tackle. So, again, just trying to shake things up, get guys comfortable, and uh, find a way to get that push. Now, uh, last week and over the last couple weeks, seen a little bit of Danny Shock and of Coy Bastion. Is that going to be the same kind of theme coming in tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we have to. You know, Coy's done a nice job executing the offense, uh, as has Danny. So, you know, it, it seems like from week to week they. Uh, 
you know, if one's struggling, they're both struggling and vice versa. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to work those guys. Uh, they're both, you know, freshmen, sophomore. They're young kids. And, uh, you know, if we hit a game where somebody's got the hot hand, then that's who you stick with. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll continue to try and play to each, each one's strengths with the play calling. One thing I like to, and we're sitting down here with Coach Derek Hicks here on the uh, Derek Hicks pregame show on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. I'd like to kind of wrap up things with the idea you win this game because. Uh, you know, I think two things. Uh, number one, we shut down their passing attack. Uh, defensively and offensively, we win because we're able to put together some drives, sustain drives, and not have the three and outs like we did last week. Well, Derek, as always, we appreciate your time sitting down with us as your team getting ready to take on the Central Mountain Wildcats. Hitting the road back-to-back weeks, first Central Mountain and then next week against the Danville Ironman. We wish you good luck, and every play is going to be heard right here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket, the Five Buck Lunch, KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger, or the New Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ, fan food, not fast food. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. We are Eagle 107. 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Just heard from the head man, Coach Derek Hicks, as he's trying to get the Seals back in the win column, trying to get back to a point where in hack one, if they can't chase the crown to at least get towards the top as things shake out at the remainder of the season. Again, after tonight, Seals Grove will be at Danville, and then they'll be at home against Montoursville. Well, tonight's Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week is the matchup between the 6-1 and one Danville Ironman and the 4-3 and three Schmokin Indians. Both teams coming off convincing wins a week ago. Danville got the win over Montoursville while the Schmokin Indians came to Seals Grove and beat the Seals Grove Seals 44-8. to eight. Ryan Danville in two weeks. Montoursville, who lost to Danville, We'll have them. We'll have them to uh, wrap up the regular season. But Danville right now looking very good, and Shemokin, who's coming off a great win. But now it's the coaching staff. Can they handle, you know, getting a big win like that, biggest win for Shemokin in a long time to be able to keep that momentum going? They're gonna have to do it against a very good Danville team. Yeah, I mean, Danville's not very big. They're. I don't think you're gonna. 
you know, see that that size out there. Like, you know, I mean, I think Seals Grove is a little bigger than Danville. I don't think Seals Grove is that big of a team. But Shemokin has size, so I think that's going to be to their advantage. I think if they come out and just be the aggressor like they were last week, that's going to be their best recipe for a win against Danville. Now, Danville's very good. Are they beatable? I think they're definitely beatable. But they got athletes all over the place, very athletic. So, But Shemokin showed me a lot of speed last week. They they flew to the ball. They covered the field. They were gang tackling. I even thought they ran the ball with power and speed. I thought their QB threw the ball downfield on a rope (laughs) and hitting fast receivers, getting deeper than our secondary. So um, Shemokin's no slouch when it comes to the athletic department either. So that's going to be a good game. It'll be very interesting to see what type of Shemokin team comes out uh, this week after the big win over Seals Grove, the very impressive routing of Seals Grove last week. And again, that's our Blaze Alexander for Tough Game of the Week, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. So with Sean Carey's help, we'll keep an eye on that game as we go throughout the night tonight. Again, we're at Central Mountain here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals at the top of the hour, taking on the Central Mountain Wildcats. Ryan, taking a look at some of the numbers for both teams. First, take a look at Seals Grove. Danny Shot comes in, 74 completions on 131 attempts, 928 yards, six touchdown passes to eight interceptions. Bastion, who uh, hear from Coach Derek is because we get an opportunity here tonight again as he's gotten into the mix from a quarterback position, eight completions, 24 attempts, just 63 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But we know when Bastion's in there, when he's in there, it's not about throwing the ball around. He comes in and adds the element more of the running style. So we'll be curious to see if we see that type of run tonight. Yeah, I mean, they, his original thing within the offense was going to be the Wildcat, and then it's transformed into everything. So he'll come in, he'll run a little bit of offense, and he, you're right, he brings that that uh, that mix, that change of pace where he's able to run and, and be more of a power runner. I, I think Danny runs the ball well. When he decides and he tucks and he goes, he shows some good speed. But there is something different about the way Bashan runs. He runs more like a hybrid running back quarterback um, and has the ability, obviously, to throw. So I do like when you see him in. It makes the defense aware. It makes them thinking, hey, Okay, we got something new here. Maybe takes a little bit of focus away what's going on and uh, see if Seals Grove can't capitalize on that kind of mix-up. So the, the, between being Danny Shock and Corey Bastion at the quarterback position, now in the backfield, we'll obviously see Joe Kahn. Joe Kahn coming off the 1,000-yard season a year ago. He's well short of where he was at at this point last year of getting that 1,000 yards. But, again, if we think that there's an opportunity for him to be able to get – those kind of yards that are going to need to be able to boost them towards that 1,000-yard season again. It would be, again, a night-to-night against a very vulnerable defense of the Central Mountain Wildcats. Khan comes in, 89 carries, 365 yards, four touchdowns. And, again, he had 168 of those against Loyal Sock. But, again, as a senior... These are games that he would love to see that opportunity to get those kind of rushes. And I, I can't see why tonight wouldn't be his season best game. I really can't. I mean, this is this is, is going to be his best opportunity, the best matchup for him. And I think I think they're going to come out and just play that that power smash mouth kind of football. So uh, I think Joe tonight comes out, runs hard, and I think he really adds to his total. I think he could easily get himself up over 500 yards for the season, get himself maybe looking at where he was last year at the 1,000 yards. But I also don't feel that Joe's not playing well. It's just a different season, different opponents, a different offense. You know, it, it's a little bit of everything, and, and Joe's running hard. 
and not, not one time you ever go, I wish Joe was given a little more. He's out there, and he is running hard, just not as many holes this year. And uh, you don't have – it's a younger passing game. It's all new receivers, new quarterback. You don't have that threat of the pass either, which makes it very, very tough for the run game. But you'll never see Joe complain. You know, he gets emotional, he'll get on the guys. But when it's all said and done, he, he takes some blame and, and he puts it on his shoulders to get his team where it needs to be. And he's a great senior leader and, and he's an honest workhorse. Also in the backfield, you'll see Nate Schoen, the sophomore receiving core, Ben Swineford and Josh Nyland. We talked about Swineford stuck at 23 catches, just under 300 yards. It also, in the mix of it all, like to see him have an opportunity to have, like he had in the second half against Lewisburg, and also uh, as he got himself to the 23 receptions he struggled to get those completions over the last couple weeks nice to get that mix in there as well yeah it's crazy because he was a reception you know every game there for what five weeks and then here we are two weeks in a row he doesn't get a catch and and i think that's huge because i i like him as a receiver his size his ability to go up get the ball and he does a good job with the yak the yards after the catch so when he gets it he turns up field and usually gets some good yards after so when we're not getting the ball in his hands offensively we're not going to be as good offensively big target able to do things as a good athlete and I think when he's catching the ball, makes it easier for Nyland as well. Those two both getting the ball make a big difference in the passing game. So Nyland's a split end, junior 5'7", 161 pounds. Up front, the centers Blaze Ziders, the guards Everett Thomas, Michael Mall, the tackles Trey Bainey and Garrett Benford. And Derek Hicks said you may see a little mix-up, not from uh, personnel, but where they're playing, you might see Trey Bainey go toward go into the guard position tonight, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. And then the other one, Ryan, we talked about is Wyatt Metzger. Got involved, got that touchdown against Schick, and he's kind of gone quiet as well. He was really able to uh, find parts in that defense that were vulnerable in the middle and make some big plays. It would be nice to see him get involved as well. Oh, yeah, and, and Wyatt, when he's catching the ball, he brings a ton of energy. He gets excited. You know, you see it even on the defensive side when he's in then. Like, those games that he had multiple catches and, and, and were picking up yards was a big part of that offense. The team just seemed to, to feed off the energy that he brings. He's got good hands. He runs hard. He's hard to bring down, too. There's many times where he caught the ball a couple yards short of the first down marker on third down, and he bulls his way forward and picks up first down. So he's one of those guys that brings that energy, that intensity, that mentality that this team needs to succeed. So when he's getting the ball and they can watch him and, and, and follow his lead, that's a big part of the success of the Seals Group team. So on the offensive side, quarterback Danny Schock. In the backfield, Joe Kahn, Nate Schoen. The receiving court, Ben Swineford, Josh Nyland, and Wyatt Metzger. The offensive line, Ziders, Thomas, Maul, Bainey, and Benford. We're going to take a break. Come back. Get ready for the opening kickoff. We'll take a look at the probable starters on the defensive side for the Seals Grove Seals. All that and more as we get ready for the opening kickoff here from Central Mount Night School. It's Seals game day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. 
Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealand's Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Bringing you classic rock for 20 years. Back in my day, our music was better. Not this garbage the youngins listen to. Warber, warber, warber. This is the Classic Rock Station. WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Eagle 107. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here at Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Getting ready for the national anthem, so we know we're getting ever so close to the opening kickoff between the Seals Grove Seals traveling to take on the Central Mountain Wildcats. The Wildcats coming at 0-7, looking to get their first win of the season. While the Seals Grove Seals looking to make it back-to-back wins for the first time here in 2018 or trying to get back in the win column, excuse me, after they lost a week ago. Seals Grove trying to avoid back-to-back losses for the first time in 2018. So as we prepare for the national anthem, we can quick take a quick look at the defense for the Seals Grove Seals coming in tonight. Up front, Zyders, Schoen, and Everett. The linebackers, Khan, the sophomore, Ryan Ahmet, wearing number 44. Schaefer, wearing 65. The other linebacker, Micaiah Showers. The defensive backs will be Ben Swineford and Nash, Josh Nyland. And the safety is Teague Hoover. Also, the other linebacker will be Coy Bastion. So we're now standing and showing our respects to the flag as we get ready here. The national anthem here from Central Mountain High School. We remain standing for the playing of our national anthem.
So as we wrap up Seals game day, we always throw it to Ryan for what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. I think Seals Grove needs to get the offense going tonight, uh, take advantage of a defense that has struggled this year, especially against the run. I think Joe Kahn's got to have big numbers tonight. Bad Nate Schoen might have to have big numbers tonight. And just get a little bit of that passing game going. Get the confidence back uh, into Danny Shock. Get it back into the receivers, Ben uh, Ben Swineford, or yeah, Ben Swineford, and, and just get that mojo back. Get that confidence back as uh, you know we're going into next week and, and the following week, and then it's playoffs. So just some confidence in that in that run game and that confidence in, in the passing game. And I think. Uh, Seals Grove, they can do those things. Not only does it seal the deal for the night, but it helps seal the deal for the next couple weeks as we come to the end of the regular season. We'll keep an eye on that as we go throughout the game here tonight. Captain's getting ready to take the field for both teams. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, Lincoln's and the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. Joe Kahn, Ben Swiper make their way out as captains for the Seals Grove Seals. For the Central Mountain Wildcats, uh, number two, Pence, number five, Burnell, also number 76, Confort, and number 78, Vinnie Kay, are the captains for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove would love to get the ball first to start things here. Everything we've talked about, Ryan, to build up to this game and get the offense on the field, gain that confidence that they need to feel like they can carry that momentum into the final two weeks of the season. Seals Grove has not won the final three weeks of the regular season since 2009. They did do it back in the early 2000s, but it's been a while since they've been able to run off the final three games of the regular season. looks like Central Mountain will get the opening kickoff to start this. So, again, look at defensively for the Seals Grove Seals. Starts up front, and boy, we've talked a lot about this guy around. I'll give you a minute to kind of reflect on what we've seen from Blaze Ziders, number 55, defensive end, senior for the Seals Grove Seals. Uh, like our stat guy says, it's very rare that you got a defensive lineman at Seals Grove leading the way in tackles, but you got it this year, and Blaze Ziders been taking on double teams, triple teams, throwing guys around. He has been the heart and soul of this defense. And uh, he's gotten the results, just making things happen in the backfield, chasing things down after they get past the line of scrimmage. He's an endless motor. He's tough. He's strong. He's focused, intelligent. And uh, he's just done a great job for the Seals Grove defense this year. Also defensively, Nate Schoen again and Thomas Everett up front. Joe Kahn, Ryan Allman, Nick Schaefer, Makai Showers, Coy Bastion, the linebackers, Ben Swineford, Josh Nyland, and Teague Hoover, the defensive backs defensively for the Seals Grove Seals. Kyle Rule will kick this away. Kyle Rule has made all the PATs and one field goal on the season. That field goal coming from 33 yards out, and he's done a nice job from the kicky chores as he gets the game underway. Deep man runs after it, but unfortunately it goes right to the sideline between his legs, and the ball will go out of bounds, and the penalty flags will be thrown. Offensively for the Central Mountain Wildcats, Probst the quarterback, Stark and Eck in the backfield, Pitts, Jones, and Neff the receivers. We've already mentioned about Jones, lead receiver, senior, 6'3", 215 pounds. Up front, Welsh, Simcock, Confort, and Sprague, and Vinnie K are the offensive linemen for the Central Mountain Wildcats as they'll put the ball at the 35-yard line to get this offensive possession underway. You listen to Seals Grove Football on WEGH, Northumberland, Seals Grove. 
Ryan, they made the move, putting Nate Schoen up playing that defensive end position opposite of Blaze Zider, and he's done a nice job as well. And it's allowed Ryan Almond, the sophomore, to get the start, and he's played well from his linebacker position. First down and 10, trips to the left, two wide receivers to the right. Probst drops back, gets the pressure from Everett, chased from behind, ball's thrown into the ground, incomplete, second down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, last second there, Ziders does a little shift on the defensive line. I don't know if that caused matchup issues or Simon issues there for Central Mountain, but well, Thomas Everett just go right through, pressure the QB, flushed him out, and forced him into a tough uh, pass on the throw, which ended up being short and at the ground. Like the pressure, they got on quickly on this, they do come out. And they will spread them out. Five wide receivers again for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They've had success throwing the ball, even in their losses. Quick throw this time. Receiver makes the catch is Jones. Good size. Gets to the 40, 41-yard line. So he's going to get six on the catch and run. It'll set up a second down and four for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, nice quick pass. They pick up six yards. Seals Group does gang tackle there, but it was a good setup play there. A nice size receiver catches the ball and picks up six or... Yeah, six yards there, so they'll be looking at third and four. Yeah, we talked about Jones coming in, leading receiver coming into the season with 20, or in tonight, 29 catches, make it his 30th catch of the season. Blitz coming by Showers. Pressure on Probst. He's able to get away from the defense. He's got a first down in Seals Grove territory. This is going to run out of bounds at the 45 yard line. Quick decision made by the Central Mountain quarterback, and he picks up the first down and more. Uh, things broke down. He saw a lane, and he took it. Right now they know offensively they can't be picky. They don't need to force the throw. And Probst found a lane. He took off, showing some good speed. And T. Hoover from the safety position able to flush him out of bounds, but not until after he picked up some big yards and get uh, crossing over midfield and setting up a first first down of the game for Central Mountain. They have that seal and stroke. 45-yard line just underway. No score. First offensive possession for either team. And Central Mountain has it in Seals Grove territory. Blitz coming again. Gives it to the lone back in the backfield. Hit immediately. It'll be knocked down at the line of scrimmage on the carry that time. Number 23 for the Central Mountain Wildcats, and that's Rocco Stark. He's a junior, 5'9", 180 pounds, but he gets nothing there. It'll be a second down and 10 for Central Mountain. Yes, Schaefer and Showers, I believe, are the ones in on that tackle there. And did a nice job stopping for, it looks like it could be a couple-inch loss, but they're going to say nothing. So stopped the line of scrimmage there. Good defensive wrap-up there from the linebackers. Five wides. Makai Shower coming on a blitz. Quick throw to Jones. Makes the catch at the line of scrimmage. He's got some room. Runs away from a defender. Up the right sideline. It's going to be a flag thrown at the 20-yard line as Jones takes it inside the five-yard line. It's going to be knocked out of bounds. Uh, they just did a simple underneath screen there, and both uh, safety and cornerback for Seals Group lost their footing. They fell over. Jones able to get out around the edge. But a holding is going to bring that back. Joe Kahn, great effort, though. They're knocking him out of bounds before he got in the end zone. So a holding call will bring this one back and cancel out a great catch and run. Saw they had that against Hollidaysburg a week ago where they had the same type of play, and it went for a touchdown. They went back to it. Good-looking play. But, again, it all comes back on the holding call. Hey, the Steelers will play the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday afternoon on the Valley the pregame at 11 a.m. Kickoff at 1 on 100.9, the Valley. So following the penalty, it's a spot foul, so it'll be put at the 47-yard line. It'll be a second down and 12 for the Wildcats. Ten minutes to go here in the first quarter with no score. Seals have been able to get pressure on the quarterback, and now there's a whistle and a flag thrown here. And also 
want to make correction on the numbers is number 12. That's Schaefer now wearing 12 for the Seals Grove Seals on the defensive side. He had been wearing 12 to start the season. He got switched to 65. He's back wearing number 12. I don't know if we've had this many number changes ever. This is the worst season. No compassion for the broadcast. Oh, none. It's so tough, so difficult. So he is wearing 12, and Seals Grove coming with the blitz. Now they back out of it. Penalty was against Central Mountain. Now there's some movement on the right side. Nate Schoen did come, but it looks like maybe the offensive line jumped too soon. So if this is another penalty walk off against the Central Mountain Mountain Wildcats, they had worked the ball to the Seals Grove Seals. Nope, they're going to say a defensive offsides. So they'll walk it five yards back the other way to put it back in Seals Grove territory. Well, they're just going to flip-flop penalties there and bring it back. Now ball sits at the 47-yard line, second down and 12. Under 10 minutes to go here in the first quarter. First offensive possession of the night for either team. Probst in a shotgun formation with five wide receivers in the formation. Blitz coming for Seals Grove. Probst drops back. Almond on the rush. Probst gets away from it. Going to throw it down the left sideline for Jones and knocked away by Swineford. Uh, heads up play by Swineford. Probst showing the ability to avoid the pressure. Steps into a nice throw. But Swineford, tall, lanky, athletic, gets his hand out. Big Paul out and knocks down that ball. So well play, played there. Uh, an adjustment made by Central Mountain, but Swineford all over it. So Sealsgrove is showing the blitz, trying to get the pros, but he's able, like you said, showing good ability to run away from some pressure. He had a long run that got him a first down, and he's been able to avoid big hits and almost had an opportunity to get it to Jones. But again, like you said, it was knocked away by Swineford on a good defensive back play. So it's third down and 12 for Central Mountain. Wide receivers to each side. One back in the backfield is Clark. It's going to go to Clark out of the backfield, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds right back where this possession started at the 45-yard line. So that does go to Stark, number 23, Rocco Stark, the junior, coming out of the backfield well short of a first down. So it'll be a punny situation for the Central Mount Wildcats. Did you see who was in on that tackle? No. Danny Schock. Okay. Danny Schock was in that sure, cornerback. number change, maybe? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, he's on the left side he's over there, there right on this now. punt formation by the Central Mountain Wildcats. We have talked about he is an athlete, getting an opportunity to get on the field, gain some confidence as this punt's going to go away from Nyland. He's going to take it off the bounce at the 8. Try to make a man miss, not able to, as he gets it out to the 12-yard line. Good coverage that time by the Central Mountain Wildcats cover man and takes Nyland down. Rinker on the stop. For the Central Mount Wildcats, it'll be first down and 10. Seals Grove takes over the first down, first time on offense. Yeah, you, I noticed a couple footing issues now. This is, you know, a, an artificial turf here. and But, I mean, three times now tonight I've seen some footing go on some of the Seals Grove players. That time, Nyland looked like he wanted to plant, put a little juke, but it kind of feet kind of went out from underneath him and tackle was made, so he didn't get much on that return. Looking out at the quarterback position again. Derek Hicks talked about it. Could be Bastion. Could be Shock throughout the night. Right now, the starter is Shock with one back in the backfield with the wide receivers to each side. First down and 10. No score in the first quarter. Blitz coming for Central Mountain. Handoff goes to Khan. Spins out of a tackle. Able to drag defenders beyond the 15-yard line or right at the 15-yard line. So it'll be taken down there. Three-yard pickup is second down and seven. For the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, just tough running there by Khan, dragging some guys. Looks like he was going to get nothing, maybe even lose a yard. But 
his, his strength and his effort picks up positive yards there. And like you said, manageable second down and seven. Seals Grove taking over first down or first time here on the offensive side after Central Mountain had got it into Seals Grove territory, had a couple penalties, and then stopped on a third down and long. Seals Grove now has it second down and seven. They have it at their own 15-yard line. Shot dropped back, throws out to the flat for Metzger, makes the catch right at the 15, and he's going to be tackled there, coming up making a nice stop. Quick tackle that time by number 44, Central Mountain. That's Henry, the senior, 5'11", 170 pounds. So third down and seven for the Seals. Shock does throw his first pass, but was unable to pick up any yards on the throw to Metzger. Metzger tried to spin away from the tackle and unable to, and a good tackle by the defender for the Central Mountain Wildcats. 8-18 to go in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals and the Wildcats. Shotgun formation for Shock. Takes the snap, rolling to his left. Look it. Going to get rid of it. It's got a man out there. It's Nyland. Catches it with his hands. Tiptoes out of bounds at the 31-yard line. And there's going to be a flag on the play after Nyland had gone out of bounds. But Nyland has enough for a first down as he makes the catch. But there's conversation about the flag on the play. I wonder if it's a late hit on Nyland. He was clearly out of bounds. and see if that's the call. I'm not sure there... Maybe it was a late hit there out of bounds. Yep, that's what they're going to do. I-, I tell you what I like about that play is Metzger at his uh, tight end position really did a good job creating more time for Danny Schock to roll out, stuck his man, drove him out of the way, and a nice-looking throw, rolling to his left, throwing with his right, hitting Island, heading towards the sideline, put it right on the money. Island did a good job of securing the ball and keeping his feet in bounds, and Seals Grove picks up a much-needed first down. Nyland picks up his 20th catch of the season. Came in tonight with 19 catches, 217 yards, and a touchdown. He gets his 20th catch, gets the first down, and following the penalty, it puts the ball at the 46-yard line for the Seals. Eye formation behind Shock. Give it to Khan. Trying to bounce at the outside. There's a flag on the play as Khan is tackled short of the 46-yard line, right at the 45-yard line, and it's going to be a penalty, and it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, I think he had a holding up the middle there. Central Mountain had a nice jump, got through the line, and he was hung on to. Seals Grove was going to get hit with a 10-yard penalty. Seals Grove had eight penalties a week ago. Penalties have been an issue. I I feel for both teams throughout uh, Seals and their opponents throughout the season. And they have both felt the penalty bug here early in this first quarter. 7.58 to go in the first quarter. No score between the Seals and the Wildcats. This is the first offensive possession for the Seals after they able to stop Central Mountain on their first offensive possession. Seals Grove started the possession at their own 12-yard line and following the penalty after getting it out to the 45. They have it back now at their own 36-yard line. Chuck turns, gives it to Khan, met at the line of scrimmage, fall forward. He's going to pick up about two yards with the effort by Khan. Good job up front by the Central Mountain Wildcat defenders. Khan was met at the line of scrimmage there by a couple Central Mountain defenders there, and he just burst through, got a little dive there, and picked up two yards. So a lot of defenders there to make the tackle for no game, but Khan's second effort there, the muscle, the gym, you know, the, the weight room run there, they call it. Uh, got him a couple yards there, but Seals Grove looking at a long second and 17. They need to get to the Central Mountain 44-yard line for the first down. Shock rolling to his right. Gets rid of it quickly. Got Christian Kantz making the catch at the 44-yard line. 
they got it well short of a first down. Like I said, they need to get back in Central Mountain Territory all the way to the 44-yard line to pick up the first down. It's going to be placed at the 44-yard line. to be a third down and 12 for the Seals Grove Seals. As Shot gets the call from the sideline. That's a good opportunity here for the bigger receiver in Swineford. He is here in the near side, short side of the field. He's got a one-on-one matchup. There is no safety over top. Defended by Pence, number two, the 6'2", 175-pound defender for the Wildcats. Two wide receivers to the left. Drop it back is shot. Gets rid of it. Looking over the middle. Nobody there. Was going to go for Metzger. Metzger ran into a crowd. It hits the turf. Falls incomplete. Punting situation for the Seals. And kind of a weird route because it looked like Metzger ran downfield and started cutting back to the ball. I wonder if he thought the play was broken. He was trying to find an open spot. But Danny throws it well over his head. And they're unable to convert on third down and 12, so the punting unit will come out. Now Metzger will drop back to punt this sort of way. Average about 33 yards a punt on the season. Some jumping up front. Let's see what the call is. Metzger gets the punt away. It's a short punt, but we'll have to see what the penalty is here. It's a dead ball offsides against Central Mountain. So they'll walk off some yardage here. Won't be a first down, so it'll still be a punting situation for the Seals. So, again, the penalties just continue to pile up. And we talk about it, Ryan, during our broadcast. When you have these penalties and, uh, you know, miscues like this, it just takes away from the flow of the game. And now, right now, that's what both teams are struggling with. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, Seals Group offense is trying to get things going, a struggle here in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, you had, you had a couple first downs, and then the penalty ruined it for you. So Metzger gets it away under heavy pressure, and there's going to be a flag on the play. Return man taking it from right to left. Caught by Ryan Allman from behind on the return that time, number 44. That's Garlic. But he's going to be tackled, but it's going to be a running into the kicker penalty here. Crowd likes it. I followed the ball. I didn't see what happened (laughs) there behind me, but um, a penalty is called. So there's going to be some more conversation going on regarding that penalty, and they just continue to add up. As we said, these... Seals Grove and their opponents have struggled with penalties throughout the year. While they chit-chat about that, the Bucknell Bison finished their non-conference schedule on the road at Monmouth. The pregame from New Jersey starts at 12.30. Kickoff at 1 on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. So they're discussing this here. I don't. I think it's a five-yard penalty, so that would make it fourth down and two. And they're going to say it's... Declined it. So, so they were going to punt on fourth and two. Well, I don't, but they're lining up here saying, so there's confusion, and we feel that sometimes as broadcasters, we get caught up and watch what's happening in front of us and trying to keep it clear for you, and well, it's difficult sometimes. So right now they said Seals Grove declined that penalty, so Central Mountain's going to take over at their own 29-yard line and not allow Metzger to punt this one away again. So both teams have touched the ball offensively. Had some positive plays. Penalties hurt them. Both teams had to punt it away. So now Central Mountain will get their second opportunity with the ball sitting at their own 29-yard line with six minutes to go in the opening quarter. No score. Well, Seelinger's done a good job in the first series defensively getting pressure in the backfield. They were unable to get a tackle for a loss or get a sack, but very close. See if they can't come up one here in the second possession for Central Mountain. Wide receivers each side. Blitz coming. There's balls hit the turf. Fumble it for quarterback. Jumped back on top of it. Heavy pressure by Schaefer and Ziders, but Probst able to jump on top of him. He's slow getting up off the turf after he had to jump on top of that football. 
I don't like that penalty there. They're going to give a penalty for Schaefer jumping on the pile, but that that was a fumble. Guys were diving for it, and you don't know if he has possession there. The whistle wasn't blown. He was diving on the pile, hoping it would pop out. Nothing dirty there. I mean, the quarterback's going to be fine. I just think the ball was on his gut, and he got landed on, so maybe knocked the wind out of him a little bit. But I don't think that flag was necessary there. It wasn't like he was on it for a long period of time, and it was obvious that he had possession. Then as Schaefer, you got to be aggressive. The ball's on the ground. You're going for it. So, But whatever, they're going to throw the penalty there, and it's going to give positive yardage to uh, Central Mountain. It's going to put it all the way out to the 38-yard line. And Coach Derek Hicks trying to ask for an explanation. The official on near side, and he is not happy and not happy with the call. And as you described it, Ryan, the ball is loose. Everyone goes for the pile and jumps on top of it. And sometimes referees throw a flag because of the end result. Probes looked like he was getting slow off the turn. Yeah. They throw a flag. I, I don't think, I mean, I think if he popped right up and he wasn't, you know, I mean, obviously it, it, it didn't knock the wind out of him or something because the ball was on, underneath him. But if, if there had been nothing and he would have popped up, there never would have been a flag. The flag came in late, too. So I think you're exactly right. I think as a result of a little bit of a banged-up player. Bottom line, it's a first down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. No score, 549 to go in the opening quarter. Central Mountain has it at their own 38-yard line. One wide, excuse me, one back in the backfield along with pros. Wide receivers to each side. Blitz coming by Showers. Starks going to try to take it wide. It's going to be met at the 35-yard line. He's able to fall forward. Zyder's in on the stop along with Hoover. So good coverage that time defensively by the Seals. Yeah, Hoover did a good job there flying from a safety position, getting to the ball. And he took a little bit of a hit there, giving up some size. But he wrapped up, took the hit, and brought the guy down. And Ziders came in as well to help finish it off. But great effort there from Hoover and run support from the safety position. Say a loss of one, second down and 11 for the Wildcats. Stark in the backfield along with Probst. Twins to each side. Seals Grove showing blitz again. Here comes Ahmet. Probst gets riveted, throwing it to his back, in and out of his hands, falls incomplete. Defended out there as well. And you mentioned about... Shock being on the defensive side. He's playing corner on the left side, and there's the adjustments we talk about. The wide receivers have some size. Obviously, Danny has size as well. You're putting him in at the corner position on the left side. I like it. I mean, and you know, we've seen in the past when quarterbacks play defense, what can happen? Isaiah Rapp, prime example. There's a couple of uh, senior year that he came in. Was it Mount, Mount Carmel came in, started playing a little bit of safety, and, boy, it just sparked his offensive side of the ball. So, We've seen this work well for quarterbacks in the past. Go all the way back to Justin Kaiser against Mannheim Central. He came in and really was the quarterback of a good comeback for the Seals to fall short. This pass is well thrown out of bounds, incomplete in tone. It was intended for Jones on that third down and 11. Never really had a shot at it. Jones didn't see it coming. Hits the turf in a punny situation for the Wildcats. It almost looked like it was a spot throw. You're throwing to a spot, and I don't think the receiver was on the same page for where that spot was, but he couldn't find it in the air. Ball went plenty out of bounds, and Seals are doing a good job there, tightening things up and forcing a punt. Colin Jones will punt this one away after running 50 yards downfield. It's a high snap to him. He's able to go up and get it. Gets the punt away. Sails off to the right. Nyland picks it up off the turf at the 33. Up the left sideline. To midfield and finally bounced out of bounds. Good run back by Nyland, picking the ball up off the turf and getting Seals Grove great field position at midfield. Yeah, it is great field position. Now you got to take advantage of it. 
I mean, if Seals Grove can pick up a first down here, I would think they would be in four-down territory. It would get them just past the 40-yard, or right around the 40, uh, the Central Mountain 40-yard line, and then you're going to start playing with four downs, and that's going to help this offense, that extra down. It's going to help build confidence, And uh, but first got to pick up that first crucial first down. No score, 437 to go in the first quarter. The Seals actually will have it at their own 49-yard line to start this possession. Shotgun formation for Shock. Two wide receivers split to the left. Shock drops back. Look it. Gets rid of it over the middle. Looking for Nyland. Makes the catch at the 30. 25-20. Trying to run away for one defender at the 5. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. And Danny Shock knew he was going to take a hit. Delivered a strike. Not much room there. Nyland didn't get amazing separation. But what Nyland did do was keep his eyes on that ball and grabbed it right before I believe the cornerback was going to try and pick it out of the air. And then to keep his feet and show some speed finding the end zone, Seals Grove striking first in this game. 4.25 to go in the opening quarter, and Seals Grove gets on the board. First score of the night for either team as Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point off the Brett for hold. Snaps good, holds good, kick is blocked and there's going to be a flag on the play as rule was run into on the extra point try danny shuck throws his seventh touchdown pass of the season his first in a few weeks for the seals grove offense but another penalty flag thrown and the officials will talk this one out so seals grove able to Get on the board first, and then while they're attempting the extra point, the extra point was blocked, and then rule was run into, and it's no good. There's, I mean, I feel like I could land a plane. I mean, there was, <laughs> I don't know the signals that the referee was making. There was X's and so pointing it. BAT so. no good, and then they're saying a personal foul, so that must be assessed on the kickoff. We'll we'll see how they shake that up. Seals Grove, one-play drive covering that 51 yards. As Shock was able to find Nyland. Nyland gets his second touchdown reception of the season. And Seals Grove, extra point, no good. So the first extra point try missed by Kyle Rule as that was blocked. Seals Grove goes up 6-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. It's always great to get on the board first, give your defense more confidence that way. But more importantly, Ryan, seeing Danny Shock find Nyland. Like you said, not a lot of room there. Nyland made a great catch, turn, and they run away from that last defender and take it in for the score. Great job by the Seals offense on that particular play. There's more conversation on. They're going to move the ball around a little more back and forth after that penalty. So they're going to put it all the way at the 45-yard line. That's where Kyle Rule will kick this one off following that running into the kicker after the extra point try was blocked. It's a personal foul penalty against Central Mountain. Puts the ball at the 45-yard line. Kyle Rule to kick this one away. Seals Grove leading 6-0 with 4.25 to go here in the first quarter. Swift kick, bouncing around, hits it up defender for Central Mountain. Ball still rolling around. Here comes White Church. Now it's a scramble for it. And see who comes away from the pile with the ball. No signal yet. It looks like it's going to be Central Mountain ball. Yeah, number 30 there for Central Mountain came up with the ball there. 
but it was loose for a while. Nice squib kick, bounced it off a, a return man and almost came up with it. That would have been huge for Seals Grove. Seals Grove able to do that after being able to have that kickoff go from start from their own 45-yard line. The squib kick, nice job by Kyle Rule to try to force an opportunity for Seals Grove to come away with it. Not able to. So now Central Mountain takes over first down and 10. They'll have the ball at their own 16-yard line. Five wides in the formation for Central Mountain. Probst shotgun formation. He drops back under some pressure. Gets rid of it. Finds a man. That's Eck making the catch. Crosses the 20-yard line. It's about the 22-yard line. Maybe the 23-yard line for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Pick up a seven. It'll be a second down and three. Ryan Amit flying to the ball, making the tackle and limiting the yards after the catch. Second down and short for Central Mountain. They trail at this point 6-0. Jones leading receiver split far to the left. Trips to the left for Central Mountain. That's where Probst is going. He gets it to Jones, makes the catch, makes a man miss at the 25. Still going. It's going to fall short of the 30-yard line to the 29-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down on the six-yard pickup. And again, Showers in the backfield there about to make a tackle. Again, his feet went out from underneath him. Definitely an issue with the with the grip on this field. Well, we talked about the field coming here when we walked when we walked through it, and it's definitely a very different look here at Central Mountain than what we're seeing, obviously, on the brand-new turf at Seals Grove. First down at 10 for Central Mountain. Twins to each side. One back in the backfield. Probst is going to keep it into the secondary. Khan's going to tackle him after the 12-yard pickup as he crosses the 40 out to the 41-yard line. Yeah, they're running the option there. QB decided to keep it and picks up good yards. Joe Khan, though, comes flying in, literally left his feet, jumped on him, and brought him to the ground. Looks like a rodeo. Yep. But he does make the stop, but Central Mountain able to pick up a big first down. Keep the chains moving. They now have it first down and 10 at their own 41-yard line. Started this possession all the way back at their 16. Trips to the right. Slant pattern. In and out of the hands of the would-be receiver. Defended well by Swineford, as that was number two. That's Pence, the intended receiver. Falls in. Complete. Second down at 10. Oh, Swineford batted the ball. It was up in the air and just outside the reach of uh, Ahmed there. Could have been a nice interception. Would have looked just like the one the Eagles had last night to start the game against the Giants. Yes, I'm an Eagles fan, and I am rubbing it into all you Giants fans. There's a few of them. Yeah. Second down and 10. We're looking for big plays in this game for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center. Backbreaker play of the game. Like to see one right here defensively for the Seals. Quick toss this time out to Ack. Makes the catch at the 40 and going to be tackled there. Swineford. And Khan in on the stop. Third down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. 2.49 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove leading 6 nothing. I like the way Swineford flew to the ball there. And the Central Mountain receiver broke it down, looking to maybe make a miss. Swineford wrapping up. Even got his hand on the ball. I thought he was about to maybe punch that out. But, no, he gets the tackle. Ben Khan comes in. I mean, Joe Khan comes in and helps uh, finish it off. Swineford already tonight. Two tackles, two batted down balls. It just seems to be all over the place defensively. Defense has played well here in 2018. Schmoke exposed the defense a bit last week, so pride on the 
display here tonight for the Seals. Coming aggressively. Probst looking down the right sideline for Jones. Jones tried to split the defender. Shot covering him. The safety coming over, and it falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and a lever for the Central Mountain Wildcats. And well covered there. And Danny Schock for not really getting to see him play defense this year is doing a nice job. Tall guy out there, athlete. Seems to be covering, blanketing receivers very well. Nothing opened up there, and you even had Teague Hoover as safety over top with the help. So, Seals go pass coverage there was about perfect. So, Jones, after being the intended receiver on that long throw, comes back. He will punt this one away. Nyland and Khan back waiting for his punt. Good high kick, but short. The ball takes a good bounce. Khan catches at 31-yard line. Stiff arms the guy at the 34 and knocked out of bounds as he crosses the 35-yard line to the 36-yard line. So Seals Grove, great field position to start this possession. They lead 6-0, 234 to go here in the first quarter. That was a big boy stiff arm there by Joe Khan. <laughs> and he grabbed it off the bounce in traffic. And, man, he just delivered a straight forearm. Very strong put the man down on the ground and picked up some extra yardage. See Coy Bastion coming in at quarterback on this possession here. Seals Grove leading 6-0, 2.34 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove lone touchdown coming on a 51-yard touchdown reception by Nyland from Danny Schock. Schock's seventh touchdown pass of the season. Nyland, his second touchdown reception. First down and 10 for the Seals. Bastion keeps it. Design run. He's into the secondary. Makes a man miss at the 40. Dragging the defender across the 45. Close to the first down marker. About a 10-yard pickup for Corey Bastion on the design run. Uh, I like it. He's breaking tackles there, too. Cutting back, making guys miss. Bastion's very strong runner there. He gets low, gets his hips uh, hips and shoulders squared, and he delivers a little bit of, bit of power there. But he picks up the first down there on his own design run play. First down and 10 as he was able to cross the 45 and get to the 46-yard line by Coy Bastion. He stays in at quarterback. Offensive line pops out of the huddle. Seals Grove trying to build on that positive possession a possession to go. They lead 6-0 with under two minutes to go in the opening quarter. Gives it to the fullback shown this time. Dragon defenders into Central Mountain Territory. Still going. Pulling defenders for a 13-yard pickup. We'll call it about a 12-yard pickup as they spot it down there inside of the 45, down close to the 42-yard line for Nate Schoen. Uh, you know what I like about Schoen is his patience there. He allowed that to develop because when he got to the line, eventually it, it wasn't the hole wasn't quite there. It did open up, and then he powered through it and then just started dragging people. I, I bet you he picked up eight yards from the first contact. He got the first down, getting inside of Central Mountain's 45-yard line. They stay with the eye formation with wide receivers each side. Fake it to Schoen this time. Pitch is going to go to Khan as they go with the option, and he's going to be slammed to the turf at the 40-yard line. Pick up a couple yards on the run there, about two. It'll be a second down and eight. Take a look at updated scores brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota as they give you our out-of-town scoreboard. Southern Columbia leading Chickalimi 27-0. Lewisburg up on Jersey Shore 10-0. Just some of the scores in the games going on around the valley. Muncie leading Columbia Montorvo Tech 8-0. Danville up on Schmokin 13-0. And Central Columbia leading Warrior Run 10-0. Athens up on Midwest 10-0. Bashing gets rid of it. Throws it high for Swineford. He's hit. Dropped to the turf by Probst. 
It's going to fall incomplete. It'll be a third down and eight for the Seals Grove Seals. I'm just glad Swineford got up there because Bastion threw that super high, and if he could have kept that low, you're getting a catch and big yards. And honestly, I think all Swineford has to do is make the safety miss there. But goes high, Swineford goes up high to get it, takes takes a hit on his behind his knees and ends up landing hard on his tailbone. So as a QB, you got to take care of your receivers. you got to put that ball in a safer spot and just got away from Bashan there, got a little too high. Swineford will line up on the right side this time, on the short side, along with Nylon, who's in the slot. Bashan's going to give it to Schoen. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Uh, Nate Schoen using uh, Joe Kahn's move there, nice spin move, power running. And he is a big boy, but he's got a lot of speed. Nate Schoen in the end zone for Seals second touchdown of the night. So two big, long plays here for Seals Grove Seals on the offensive side with just 33 seconds to go in this first quarter. A slow start by both teams that was filled with penalties and mistakes. But the Seals Grove Seals able to put back-to-back possessions together and now with the extra point by rule, trying to extend the lead to 13-0. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So the Seals Grove Seals able to complete a five-play drive covering 64 yards. So two minutes and one second. The extra point is good, and Seals Grove leading 13-0 here in the first quarter with just 33 seconds to go. Again, a 40-yard run by Nate Schoen. As Nate Schoen, from a number standpoint, came into the night with 39 carries for 254 yards and three touchdowns. Well, add another touchdown to his stats. He's got four rushing touchdowns, and he's nearing 300 yards on the season from the rushing department by your sophomore fullback. So, again, Seals Grove completed a five-play drive with that 40-yard touchdown run. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. So, nice Combination touchdown reception by Nylon. They come back and get a nice touchdown run by Schoen, seeing the balance. Also, that Corey Bashi was in a quarterback yet. He had a design run to start that possession, got a good run. And then Nate Schoen, back-to-back run. Seals Grove now lead 13-0 with just 33 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Return man picks it up at the 15, trying to take right to left, up to left hash to be tackled as he crosses the 30-yard line. Out to about the 33-yard line, and Central Mountain will take over first down at 10 with just 26 seconds to go in the opening quarter. And Isaiah Showers in with that tackle there. Another Showers. <laughs> Plenty of Showers. Oh, we've had that too. Yeah, this I'm ready. Year, there were a lot of Showers. I'm re- not only do we have a lot of Showers in the football team, we have a lot of Showers in our yards. Yes. I am done mowing. No more. So now Seals Grove, after showering Central Mountain's defense with two touchdowns, they now lead 13-0, and Central Mountain has it at their own 33-yard line, first down and 10. High snap to Probst. He mishandles it. It's on the turf, and white shirts jump on top of him, just like they did before, but there's a loose ball. Getting in there to make sure that uh, Probst had to do everything he could to come away with it was Ziders along with number 77 for the Seals, and that's Gavin Carroll. Yeah, another high snap. They've had a few high snaps tonight, not only just in their offense, but in their special teams. On the one punt play, the punter made a heck of a job jumping up and grabbing that ball. 
uh, play ends the first quarter. First quarter, slow start for both teams, but the Seals Grove offense gets a long touchdown reception by Nyland and a 40-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen. They now lead 13-0. Let's take a break, come back, get ready for the second quarter. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle 107. Football in WKOK features Kansas City at New England at 7.30. Monday Night Football has San Francisco and Green Bay at 7.30. And another NFL week starts Thursday night. Football with Denver at Arizona at 8 o'clock. Visit WKOK.com. Click Sports Schedule for primetime NFL schedule on WKOK. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Getting ready to start the second quarter. Seals put up 143 yards total offense central mountain just 41 as probes looking to throw a quick out got a man makes the catch it's going to make it at the 31 yard line be well short of a first down as they need to get the ball out to the 43 yard line so they're going to be forced to a third down and long take a look at individual numbers for the seals danny shock four for five for 73 yards nylon has two catches for 67 yards and a touchdown Nate Schoen, two carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown for the Seals' offense. Third down and long, third down and 12, just started the second quarter. Central Mountain sends three wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Blitz coming, Probst drops back, roll it to his right, gets away from a defender, throws it to Stark, in and out of his hands, falls incomplete, it'll be a fourth down in a punting situation for the Central Mountain Wildcats. On each one of those plays, Seals Grove sent a fourth guy. Usually it's just three, and uh, they were sending the fourth guy, trying to get pressure, trying to flush the QB out of the pocket, making him play with half the field, and that's exactly what they did there on that third down, and it forced uh, a rush and a little high pass there just off the hands of the receiver. And if he did catch it, I don't think he was going to get the field that he wanted to, to get a first down, but incomplete. They'll punt. Great job by the Seals Grove defense. Forcing a punny situation and a punt by Jones. Khan and Nyland drop back. The punt's away. End over end. It's going to bounce at the 40 and stop there. And Seals Grove will have this possession start at their own 38-yard line. Taking a look how that first quarter went. And again, it was a slow start to the first quarter for Seals Grove, but able to run all back-to-back scores. Their first came on a 51-yard touchdown reception by Nyland, his second touchdown reception of the season for 51 yards. The extra point was blocked. Seals Grove led at that point 6-0 with 425 to go in the first quarter. And then with just 33 seconds to go in that first quarter, Nate Schoen got the 40-yard touchdown run. The extra point by rule was good. And, again, Seals Grove leads at this point 13-0 now with 11.03 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove trying to get back in the win column, avoid back-to-back losses, which would be the first time all season. Going to the right is Khan, caught from behind, 
be tackled right at the line of scrimmage or possibly a little bit of a loss there, but nothing going on that right side for Khan. Second down, they're going to say a yard loss. Second down and 11 for the Seals. Yeah, and honestly, that's the first negative uh, play for Seals Grove tonight. So Joe Khan getting tackled there for a yard loss and, and their fourth uh, offensive possession. It's only their first negative play of the night. Looking to try to get a offensive positive play here if they're getting stopped, as you said, Ryan, for the first negative play, and they're forced into a second down and 11. 10-23 to go in the first half. Bastion's going to keep it. A lot of green grass ahead of him. Schoen throwing a block. Able to get to midfield and dive into Central Mountain territory as he's able to pick up enough for a first down and more all the way to the Central Columbia 48-yard line. Good design run by the Seals. Uh, and, you know, give heads up there to Prost there at the cornerback position for Central Mountain because he had a blocker on him. Bastion was coming that way. He was able to shed the blocker enough and get just enough of Bastion's leg to trip him up because if he doesn't, that's going to the house. 15-yard pickup on the design run by the sophomore quarterback, Coy Bastion. Wide receivers each side. First down and 10 for the Seals. Bastion rolling to his right. Nope, design run again. A lot of green grass ahead of him again. Flag thrown behind the line of scrimmage. About to check that one out as Coy Bastion was able to take it inside of the Central Mountain 40-yard line. Would be close to a first down. Yeah, another holding here, and it was unnecessary. I mean, it was out. The play was already out around. It was just extra stuff. Had nothing to do with the outcome of the play. Seals, I believe, it's their second holding of the night. Officials walked this off. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. It's all Seals Grove all the time. We do a trivia Tuesday, throwback Thursday. Get you all set and ready to go for the next week opponent for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, that's Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107, our Facebook page. So that penalty will take the ball back to the Seals Grove 42-yard line. Seals Grove last two offensive possession finished with touchdowns. So now they have to overcome a big penalty here if they want to put back-to-back-to-back touchdowns against the Central Mountain defense. Bastion rolled to his right, gets rid of it. It's got a man. That's Nylon making the catch in the flat. Dragon defenders gets away from two defenders. He takes it into Central Mountain territory, down to the 44-yard line, catch a run by the junior receiver, Josh Nylon. Oh, and what an effort. He caught the ball. And avoided a would-be tackle with his speed. He gets upfield, three Central Mountain defensive players hanging on him, and he yanks his legs through, gets out, and then picks up a couple extra yards after it. Just an unbelievable effort. Nice-looking pass, too, from Bash. It's not an easy pass rolling out. Hits his guy in stride, and uh, it was a well-executed play for Seals Grove. And now they've won from uh, first and very long to second and seven, so it was a good play there on first down. Bastion rolling to his left. Design run again. Uses speed to get to the edge. Run away from the defender to the 35. Going to be bounced out of bounds about the 31-yard line. Be enough for a first down for the Seals. As they'll put it at the 31-yard line. So a 13-yard pickup by Bastion on the design run. Nothing tricky there, Ryan. Just execution needed, and they've gotten it when Bastion's tucked it away and run. Yeah, and, you know, watch out because the way they're running the ball here at the QB, uh, you know, it's a third back you have to watch out for. One of these moments, they might just stop here in the, in the pocket and let Bastion deliver a pass downfield because those cornerbacks are going to start cheating up to help with that. 
8.47 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Shown in the backfield with Fashion. He gets the call straight between the tackles. Pulling, dragging defenders inside of the 29 down to the 28-yard line. So uh, just a three-yard pickup by Schoen, but he was able to avoid what would have been possibly a stop at the line of scrimmage into a three-yard pickup. I like the patience that Schoen has. He lets things develop, then he hits it hard. He's got good feet, too. He's very elusive for a big guy, but uh, he's quite an athlete, and I like his style of running. Sometimes you feel like he's not going to get anything because he's just being so patient, and all of a sudden he's got three, four yards, and he's pulling guys. Sets up a second down and a seven for the Seals. Bastion rolling to his right, looks, gets rid of it, in and out of the hands of the tight end Metzger. Metzger is trying to haul it in. So it's going to bring up a third down and seven for the Seals. And, Ryan, you talked about when you get to this point, you're going to use all four downs to try to pick up a first down here. Yeah, and, and that drop by Metzger is very rare. I don't know if we've seen him drop a ball all year that at least wasn't contested or knocked, you know, as it was hitting his hands. That one he was pretty open, hit him hit him both hands and just unable to bring it in. Not not typical of him. He's pretty sure-handed. 8.04 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 13-0. Two wide receivers to the right. Bastion gives it to Schoen. Makes a man miss at the 28. Bulls his way inside the 25-yard line. Down close to the 23-yard line on just the brute strength of Nate Schoen sets up a fourth down and short for the Seals. I want to go back and touch on that uh, Metzger with probably his first drop of the season. Remember a couple, it may have been 2016 when Colin Hoke dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone at Central Columbia, was it? To start the season. And we said, oh, that's got to be eaten up. He's got such good hands, da-da-da-da-da. We don't. I don't think he dropped another pass the rest of that year. And he had crucial catches. Oh, oh, the most memorable again. Berwick. Berwick. Oh yep. man, big catches out of Colin Oak. Corey Bastion drops back. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. Looking for Nylon. The ball didn't get there quick enough, and they're going to say it's incomplete. So he did not pick up the first down. So it's going to be a turnover on downs. Back to Central Mountain Wildcats offense. And Nylon was pretty open crossing the middle, but. Swineford was sitting wide open at the sideline, a yard past the first down marker. You could have just lobbed a touch pass to him. He was going to get it. But uh, Nyland was open, a little bit tougher throw, and, and he took a big hit as the ball got to his hands, though. But good play there by the Central Mountain defense to break that up and force the ball back over to their offense. I see Carroll, number 77, checking and playing that left defensive position able to spell Nate Schoen as he takes a break on the sidelines. First down and 10 for Central Mountain. Trips to the right. Now Stark goes in motion. Going to give it to Stark. Hit in the backfield. He's going to be stopped at the 20-yard line. So it's going to be a loss about three on the run that time by the Wildcats. Wildcats trailing this one 13-0 with seven minutes to go here in the first half. When you get a chance, we'll try to send it back to Sean Carey as he gives us our... Aubrey Alexander Toyota out of town scoreboard. Right here again, Seals Grove leading 13 0 with 6.45 to go in the opening half. Five wide for the Wildcats. Dropping back his probes. He's looking over the middle. He's got a man. Makes the catch. Tackled immediately by Showers at the 30 yard line. But making the catch that time was Sue as he makes the catch. 
and going to make this a third down and much more manageable for the Central Mountain Wildcat offense as the ball sits at the 30-yard line. Nice uh, open field tackle there by Micaiah Showers, limiting the yardage and forcing a third down in about three. Now, by the way, we need... Uh, we're going to have to start looking for our Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Yeah, I think we might have a couple candidates. We'll take a look at that after we send it back to Sean and give us some updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Sean, let's send it back to you. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out of town scoreboard on News Radio 1070. WKOK early second quarter, Southern Columbia blanking Shikalemi 34 to nothing. On 100.9, the Valley early second quarter, Lewisburg 10, Jersey Shore nothing. Max Moyer is already with at least 90 yards rushing. Other games in the second quarter, Muncie is shutting out Columbia Montour Votech 15 to nothing. Danville up over Shimokin 20 to 7. Central Columbia shutting out Warrior Run 21 nothing. Also in the second, Athens 10, Midwest 7. Milton 3, Loyal Sox 7. Troy up 10-7 over Montgomery. Mount Carmel blanking South Williamsport 14 to nothing. Montoursville 20, Mifflinburg 7. Pine Grove 8, Line Mountain nothing. And Berwick leading 14 nothing over Questwood. Again, all those games are in the second. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Mill Hall. 13 nothing seals. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, Zach Showers. Guys. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. Central Mountain forced into a third down and four. Probes drops back. Gets rid of it. Got a man, makes it, catches Sue. It looks like from the official spotting that one, it'll be enough for a first down for the Central Mountain Wildcats, but just barely. But it's enough to move the chains and keep the possession alive for the Wildcats. And a good job, Ryan Amit, flying. As soon as the catch was made, that was where it was ended. He, he knocks the guy back, but it's a smart route there by the receiver to get deep enough there and heads up for the QB under pressure, finding the receiver, and uh, Central Mountain picks up the first down. 5.50 to go in the opening half. In the backfield with Probes is Suni. Oh, Probes got to keep it. Design run. Gets to the second level. Makai Showers meets him at the 40-yard line. They roll forward to the 41-yard line. So to pick up a seven, it'll be a second down and three for the Wildcats. That was a big hit there again by Makai Showers. He felt the ball made it came free. Officials don't feel that way. Probes gets up. A little shake in there trying to to knock some of the, the rust off there that hit, I guess. It was a pretty big hit. Probes has shown ability to run away from defenders. He tiptoed between two would-be tacklers and able to take it out for the seven-yard pickup to set up a second and three for the Wildcats. Wide receivers each side. All-out blitz this time for the Seals. Give it to Sony, and there's a late flag that'll be thrown in, and that's going to be thrown right towards where the tackle was and see what the call is here. As Seelsville was able to get to the running back, keep him short of a first down, but the officials are going to talk about it here. And remember, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Well, Schaefer there looked like he might add the tackle there, but the penalty is going to be personal foul against Seelsville Grove. So they're going to march. It's going to be another first down. It's just over midfield into Seals Grove territory. They're going to put it at the 49-yard line in Seals Grove territory. Penalties an issue last week for the Seals, where they had eight penalties, 72 yards a week ago, and that loss to Shemokin. We also just under the five-minute mark here in the second quarter, so four minutes, 55 seconds till halftime. 
First down and 10 for the Wildcats, trailing 13-0, 4.50 to go in the first half. Probst drops back. Schaefer coming in on the blitz. Throw is incomplete. Ryan Allman on the coverage. But again, as it was Sue was the intended receiver, he's had a couple catches in this possession, but defended well, hits the turf, second down and 10. Yeah, good defense there by Ryan Allman. Gets in, knocks the ball down. He's a nice sophomore for the Seals Grove team, having a pretty good year. Always in on a handful of tackles already tonight. He's got four, and now that batted down ball. So Ryan Ahmet, another kid that you see flying to the ball, making plays on the defense. Second down and 10. Blitz coming once again by the Seals. At least showing it, now backing out of his Ahmet. No, he's coming again now. Straight through the middle. Quick throw away to Jones. Makes the catch. Shakes the defender at the 30. 25, 20, still going. Good size dragon defenders inside the 10 and down inside the five yard line. The receiver for the Wildcats, Jones, it takes it all the way to the three yard line. And that's just a big boy receiver. And, you know, the smaller secondary receiver just couldn't get him down. They would jump on him, trying to drag him. But he was showing a ton of strength there as he was able to throw some of the guys off and drag the others. Then you got Joe Kahn coming in from behind and finishing it off with a pretty good hit. But not till after Jones picks up a ton of yards, and now it's first and goal from the three-yard line. Central Mountain needs this. They need to score here because Seals Grove will get the ball to start the second half. 46-yard reception run by Jones. First down, goal to go for the Wildcats at the three-yard line. Shotgun formation for Probst. Wide receivers to each side. Blitz coming by the Seals. High snap. Probst is going to keep it. Getting to the left pylon. He stretches it out to the goal line as he was able to shake a defender and takes it in for the touchdown. Uh, he makes just enough of a move to make Swineford not be able to get his whole arms around him. Reaches, hangs on, he breaks out of the hands and leans in for the touchdown. So Central Mount with a huge score to get them on the board before halftime here as there's still four minutes to go in the second quarter. As they attempt the extra point here, trying to cut the lead to six. Central Mountain did score 26 against Williamsport. They did have 12 a week ago. So they have had difficulty putting it in the end zone, but they get one here in the second half as they attempt the extra point here. Snaps good, holds good. The kick is up, and the kick blocked. Blocked at the line of scrimmage. It's the second time we've seen an extra point blocked doing the kick and four of the Central Mountain Wildcats was Ginsel. He's a junior, 5'8", 140 pounds, but it's blocked at the line of scrimmage, so Seals Grove able to hold off an extra point try to make this a 13-6 lead for the Seals with 4.01 to go here in the first half. Central Mountain gets the touchdown three-yard run by Probst, completing an eight-play drive, covering 77 yards, took three minutes and 15 seconds. The extra point try, no good, but Central Mountain able to cut into the Seals Grove lead and now trail 13-6, again with 4.01 to go here in the first first half. That drive summary brought to you by Seals Grove Ford. Gensel will kick this one away. Looks like Schoen and Nyland standing about their own 10-yard line. It's going to bounce at the 15 and roll past Schoen. He's going to turn and pick it up at the 4. 
He's going to try to work it to the right hash, shakes off a defender, now reverses its field to the left hash, and finally met by multiple blue shirts and tackled at the 11-yard line. Yeah, that, that kick just took a funny bounce right before Schoen's about to get it. Traveled another 10 yards behind him. Schoen did everything he can to make some guys avoid, pick up some extra yards. Definitely could have been a block in the back there against Seals Grove. But fortunately for them, it was not called. But not good field position. And the thing is, is there's still enough time here. If Seals Grove goes three and out, Central Mountain gets the ball back, they're going to have great position and even opportunity with the touchdown and a PAT to tie this up uh, going into halftime. So Seals Grove's offense, a little bit of pressure here. Got to get, got to get your backs out of that, out of that end zone there. First down and 10 at their own 11-yard line. 3.53 to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-6. to There's a fumble on the turf. A scramble for it. And Central Mountain said they got it. They absolutely do. Fumble on the exchange. And Central Mountain jumps on top of it. And they're in business deep in Seals Grove territory. Recovering the fumble with Chase Payton, number 12. Senior, six foot, 195 pounds, and he puts the offense in great field position. Uh, probably the worst case scenario there for Seals Grove. I don't know if you noticed this. See, number 12, P, is the one that gets the fumble recovery, comes off the field, and one of the coaches throws a big gold chain around his neck. Must be something like they do at the University of Miami. But he was psyched to get that. That's a big play for Central Mountain. Now can Seals Grove's defense respond? Five wides in the formation for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Propes. Lone back in the backfield in the shotgun formation. Blitz coming by the Seals. Drops back under pressure. Going to be hit by Schoen. Trying to spin away from him. And finally, they're going to call the play dead as Nate Schoen was able to get through and get the probes as they'll mark for momentum. See where they're going to finally put him. Schoen had him all the way back to the 25-yard line, but they're going to put four momentum at the 22-yard line. So a loss of 11 on that. So it's going to set up a second down goal to go from the 22-yard line for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Uh, what a big sack there for Nate Schoen. That was just a huge play, much needed as it was in a, they were in a bad position. What was the loss on that 12-yard loss there? Huge play from Nate Schoen. So Central Mountain is trailing 13-6 to or 3.25 to go here in the first half. But they did get a turnover deep in Seals Grove territory, but a play by Schoen defensively pushes it back to the 22-yard line. Low count by Probst. He gets a high snap, drops back under heavy pressure by Schaefer, runs away from Schaefer, but then it's going to be caught by Ziders and Showers before he's able to get to the 20-yard line. So a pickup of one, maybe two, and that's going to be it. It'll be a third-down goal to go from the 20. Yeah, good job there by Ziders. Also, Showers got in on that. And 79 as well. Michael Mole in on that tackle. Good gang tackling there by Seals go swarming to the ball. We are looking for Schmoke at Dam Health Center. Backbreaker play of the game candidates. And would love to see one here on the defensive side for the Seals Grove Seals couple of candidates so far, the 51-yard touchdown reception by Nyland, the 40-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen. Now see if the Seals Grove can get a candidate here on the defensive side. Probst drops back under some pressure, gets rid of it. It's got a man intercepted. Coming back the other way is, is Showers. 
as he's able to make the interception, steps in front of it, and Probst is the one who has to make the tackle there at the 40-yard line, but Seals Grove gets their third interception of the season. It couldn't come at a bigger time. Yeah, and Shower's already having a big game. He's leading the way statistically for this defense, has seven tackles, one of them tackled for a loss. Now you add the interception, so he's having a big game tonight. And, boy, you're right, that was much needed. After the fumble there, deep in your own territory, that was big time for them to come up and, and, and get that interception. We have an injured player down on the field for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Get a chance to send it back to Sean. We have 2.30 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-6. Get the big pick defensively. Sean, we'll send it back to you from updated scores. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Second quarter, Southern Columbia leading Shikalemi 41 to nothing At Thompson Street Stadium on 100.9 the Valley, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs have come back to tie Lewisburg by a score of 10-10. to So far, a half a dozen turnovers between both of those teams in the first half. Also games in the second quarter, Bloomsburg 14, Hughesville 6, Muncie 15, Columbia Montour, Votech nothing. Danville increases their lead over Shimokin at Kemp 26-7. Central Columbia blanking Warrior Run 28 to nothing. Isaac Gensmer with three touchdowns already for the Blue Jays. Athens and Midwest are tied 10-10 in the second. And some halftime scores. Milton 7, Loyal Sock 3. Pine Grove and Line Mountain are tied 8-8. And Juniata is leading Halifax 6 to nothing. Also at the half, Montoursville is up 20-7 over Mifflinburg. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan at Central Mountain. Appreciate that update, Sean. Back at the studio. We're also keeping an eye on the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. This week's it was the Danville Ironman versus the Schmokin Indians. Danville coming at 6-1. to Schmokin 4-3 and three after a big win over the Seals a week ago. The injured player off the field. Handoff goes to Nyland on the end of round. Running away from defenders to the 45. Up the right sideline. Bounce out of bounds at about midfield. See where they actually mark them after it's all said and done. But a good play. Good run by Nyland. They're going to mark them at the 48. Short of a first down. It'll be second down and two for the Seals. That's a great first down run for Nyland. We've seen him get the ball a couple times from the receiver position and the, the reverses. And that time does a good job picking up a solid eight yards be a great momentum boost to be able to take it in and get a score here for seals grove that it looked like central mountain was in business after the fumble by the seals but a good defensive plays back-to-back interception by showers setting up this possession quick throw out to swiper he makes the catch falls to the turf he'll have enough for a first down as he's able to catch it at the central mountain 49 yard line as nylon gets his 24th catch of the season and it goes over the 300-yard mark, two with the two-yard pickup by senior receiver Ben Swineford. Five receivers to each side. Shock drops back, looking. Get rid of a quick throw out there to Nylon. Makes the catch. Tips out of bounds at the 46-yard line. So it'll be a second down and seven for the Seals after the quick throw from Shock to Nylon. And with that pass, that puts Danny Shock at 1,001-yard passing on the season. And it puts Swineford over 300 yards on the season as well from his receiver position. So good job by the Seals that time. Second down and seven. Two minutes, six seconds to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-6. to six. Shock drops back under some pressure. Rolling out to his right. 
pocket away from the defender. A lot of green grass. He's going to take off and run. First down and more to the 30. Inside of a defender all the way to the 25-yard line. And there's going to be a flag on the play right where Shock made the move at the 30-yard line. Just just an unnecessarily unnecessary block in the back. I mean, you got all these yards. You're downfield. Take what you got. I mean, it wasn't even close to being a clean block there. And that penalty is going to take back a lot of yardage there. And the thing is, everything was done well. Offensive line did a good job. Shock was able to find a lane, takes off, makes the right decision. He's already 20-plus yards into the run, and just a, just not a very intelligent block there. No position, clearly in the back, and that's going to negate a lot of this. When we talk about how penalties have been a struggle for Seals Grove over the season, eight penalties a week ago against Shemokin. Against Berwick, they had five penalties. And even against Loyal Sock, they had seven penalties for 67 yards. you got to go all the way back to the Southern Columbia game where they had one penalty for just five yards. So it's been an issue, and a penalty helped with that drive for the Central Mountain Wildcats' lone touchdown of the night. Quick throw out to Nyland at the 41. Run away from defender to get to the 35. Goes head-to-head with the defender. and gets knocked out of bounds at the 35-yard line, but it's enough for a first down for the Seals. That was Probst there again. He's a heck of an athlete. He's all over the field. He's taking a couple big hits, too, on the defensive side there, getting the mix of some hard runs. He's able to knock Nyland out of bounds, but paying for it, currently being talked over with the medical staff here on the near side. First down and 10 for the Seals. Shock drops back, gets rid of it. Got a man in the flat again. Making the catch as Metzger at the 30-yard line. Able to get away from the defender, but then stopped immediately after that at the 29-yard line. So going to pick up six. It'll be a second down and four. 128 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 13-6. to six. Taking a timeout. Timeout on the field. Again, taking a look at what Seals Grove has done to get to this point here in 2018. Derek Hicks, fourth year, 34 and 13 in his position as the head man of the Seals Grove Seals. Seals Grove at three and four, two and two in the conference. Start off with 32-22 loss to Lewisburg before beating Jersey Shore 31-10. They got shut out by Southern Columbia 48-0. They beat Chick at a shutout 35-0 before dropping home to Berwick 21-7. They went on the road and took on the Loyal Sock Lancers. Got a convincing win behind a good rushing attack by the Seals Grove Seals and won 34-7, but lost last week to Shemokin 44-8. Seals Grove has not won back-to-back games, and they have not lost back-to-back games, so they're looking to keep that streak going here tonight if they can get back in the win column after the loss a week ago to the Shemokin Indians. After tonight, they'll be at Danville, and they'll finish out the regular season against the Montoursville Warriors. Stick around at halftime. We'll talk about the candidates for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Updated scores from Sean Carey back at the studio. And get the first half stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. All coming at halftime. Don't go anywhere. Second down and four for the Seals. Shock drops back. Under some pressure. Gets rid of it. Scott Nolly making the catch at the 15. 10, 5. Dives towards the goal line. Got to come up short to the one-yard line for Nyland as he was looking to get his second touchdown reception of the night but it's going to come up a yard short ah so close what an effort and he got tackled tripped up about the five yard line but he stumbled and fought and dove 
and just came up short. Actually, they're moving it back. They're gonna. I think they said his knee was down. No, they're moving it back up. So it'll be a first down goal to go from the one for the Seals. One back in the backfield, but Shock's going to keep it. He's lunged to the goal line. Great push by that offensive line. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, Danny Shock used his arm over and over and over again on that drive, moving the Seals offense down the field. But ultimately, he's going to end it with a touchdown on his feet. Seals Grove, nice score here as we're entering at the end of the second quarter. As Shock will get his second rushing touchdown of the season after getting his seventh passing touchdown of the season. And now Seals Grove look at the extra point try here by Kyle Rule off the Brett Four hole, trying to push the lead to 20 to 6. Everything looks good. Kick is up, splits the upright, and good. So with 114 to go here in the first half, Seals Grove, and it looked like Central Mountain was in business to try to tie this one up, gets a turnover by Showers, and they turn it around into a scoring opportunity and finished off by the one-yard run by Danny Shock. So 114 to go in the first half. Seals Grove now leading 20-6 to six over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, what an answer there. I mean, it, it didn't look good. Central, like you said, Central Mountain got the ball, and they were in, in, in business there, looking like they get a score. Nate Schoen comes out, gets the big sack, and then a play later he got the fumble. Or I'm sorry, the interception. And uh, Seals Grove takes advantage of it, takes the whole field. A lot of throwing there. He had a completion to Swineford, Nyland. Completion to Nyland, completion to Mesker, and the big pass play to Nyland again, which ultimately set up uh, Shock's one-yard TD run. Just a great response there, especially when their backs were up against the wall. This is Seals Grove football in WEGH, Northumberland, Seals Grove. So Shock finished it off an eight-play drive, covering 60 yards, just taking a minute and 16 seconds, and it all comes after the Mackay Showers interception by the Seals defense. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Roll Swip kicks it and goes out of bounds outside of the 20-yard line as they were trying to keep it away from a deep man that time for the Central Mountain Wildcats, but it does go out of bounds, so it has another penalty to the Seals Grove Seals this time on the special team side of things. Ryan, it's a great boost for your offense to take it down the field, but even a better boost by your defense, able to come up with a big play and get their third interception of the season. And that's that's historically what Seals Group has done. Uh, they've, their tradition is built around that defense, and they've answered so many times. Even this year, they've scored two touchdowns against Loyal Sock, had a, had a safety against Shemokin, so it's a defense that can create points. Probst, quick pass this time to Jones. Makes the catch on a wide receiver screen, hit immediately, host the white shirts. You see number 54, Showers, Bastion, Swineford, you name it. They were out there on the play on the two-yard pickup, maybe three after it's said and done to be a second down and long. Under a minute to go here in the first half with Seals Grove leading 20-6. to six. Five wides in the formation. Blitz coming by the Seals. Probes rolls to his right. Gets rid of it. It's got a man over his head and falls incomplete. Tended receiver that time was Henry, Alonzo Henry, the 5'11". 170-pound senior, but it falls incomplete. And quickly, Ryan, that's a third down and long for the Central Mount Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, 45.8 seconds left here in the half. They throw here an incompletion. Seals was going to get the ball back. And the way Danny Schock just threw the ball over the field and the way Nyland was getting open, getting yards, it's not a, it's not a good thing for Central Mountain. Blitz being shown again by the Seals. They back out of it. Nope, they come on the right side. Could be hit immediately to the turf. Ball was caught 
But coming up, making a hit that time was Ryan Allman, the sophomore. And it brings up a fourth down. And just what you said, Ryan, a punny situation for the Wildcats. Oh, man, Ryan Allman just laid the lumber. I'm watching my binoculars. Mouthpiece flew out. Player looking for mouthpiece after the play. That was a big hit from Ryan Allman. And now a punting situation. Nyland drops back along with Kahn. They'll stand inside their own 35-yard line waiting for the Jones punt. The snap gets to him. Heavy pressure. Ball's high and off to the right of Nyland. It's going to bounce and get a good roll for Central Mountain. And finally picked up by Nyland. He steps out of bounds at about the 25. They're going to mark it at the 23-yard line. And it'll be a first down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals with 32 seconds on the first half game clock. Seals Grove does have two timeouts remaining if they need them. Plus, as you always say, Ryan, with the first down, it stops the clock, too. Definitely an opportunity here for the Seals if they want to take advantage of it. I mean, you guys think there's probably a good five plays, maybe six with all these timeouts. You can do so many things tacking all sides of the field. You don't even have to get a first down. You can stop with the timeout. So, Seals Grove has a lot of things they can do here. I think to get in rule range, you're probably going to have to get to about the 23-yard line. 32 seconds to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 20-6. to six. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Now he's getting some pressure. Going to take off a run. Grabbed by the face mask yes. and thrown to the turf. And not only is that face mask, but that's a scary, scary-looking grab by the face mask where it spins a guy all the way around. You know, the difference in a face mask, yeah. and there's a difference when you use the face mask to actually make the tackle, and you see Danny get back to his feet, and you feel fortunate to see him do that after the penalty by the Central Mountain Wildcats. So Seals Grove will be for the opportunity to move the ball outside of their own 30-yard line. 26 seconds to go here in the first half. And it said, Ryan, one thing is, can they get in rule range? to allow Kyle Rule to attempt his second field goal of the season. He does have one from 33 yards. They still have two timeouts. Clock's running with 25 seconds. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. Got to throw it over defender. Gets it to Niley. Drags the defender out of bounds. Out to the 45-yard line. And Seals Grove will have a first down. Nyland over 120 yards here receiving in the first half. He's having a big game. A year ago, he had a 100-yard game receiving. Logan Leiby was the QB back then. Uh, but, man, Nyland, big game. I think three guys had 100 yards a year ago. Nyland, um, Inch, do you know who the other one was? Pope or uh, Cope. Was it Cope? No, Showers. So shotgun formation with two wide receivers to the right. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Now he's under some pressure. Being chased from behind, still going, and finally he's going to go to the turf, and they're going to have to quickly call timeout with seven seconds. That play took way too much time as neither was trying to make something happen, and he got tackled back at the 41-yard line. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to get down and burn a timeout. you got to understand the, the situation there. And now seven seconds. This is probably going to be just a toss as deep as you can get and see if it's a big play can happen. Now you're not going to have enough time to go deep enough and call a timeout to set up a field goal. Talk about big nights. <coughs> Tony Dress had a big night here where he had a three-touchdown performance against the Central Mountain Wildcats defense. Tony Dresser now at Lockhaven playing defensive end for Lockhaven. 
Speaking of former players, you got Jack Gogler. He's playing fullback for the Bloomsburg Huskies. Mentioned Tony Dresser. Zach Adams, nice career at Lebanon Valley. And Gavin Krotzer, freshman at Lycoming, playing linebacker. He was a SEAL between 2015 through 2017. And speaking of Bloomsburg Huskies as well, as Logan Leiby will get his first start as a collegiate player for the Bloomsburg Huskies tomorrow. Got that word from Jim Doyle, the voice of the Bloomsburg Huskies, sent me that memo that Logan Leiby will get his first start at quarterback for Bloomsburg tomorrow. Very nice. That's awesome. Great career here. One of the best all-time at Seals Grove. Right now, shot, quick throw out to Nyland. Makes the catch. Trying to make a man miss at the 40. Still going to 45. Gets into open territory into Central Mountain Territory, but with that play, that's going to end the first half clock. Seals Grove able to take a slow start, but able to put three scores on the board. Central Mountain got a touchdown run by the quarterback, Probst, but Seals Grove leading this one 20-6 here at halftime. Step aside, come back again. We'll talk about other games going on around the Valley. Analyze that first half, give updated scores from Sean Carey. Stats from our stack man, Zach Showers, and so much more. Stick around at halftime. Again, Seals Grove leading at half, 20-6 to over the Central Mountain Wildcats. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. This is Eagle 107. Seals Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. We are at the half at Don Malinak Stadium in Mill Hall with the Seals up over Central Mountain by a score of 20-6. to 6. Sean Carey with you in the studio. More football on Eagle 107 coming up tomorrow afternoon as the Bucknell Bison have their final non-conference game of the season as they travel to Monmouth. We'll hear from head coach Joe Susan tomorrow afternoon in the Bison build-up at 12.30 and kick off at 1 with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Hur here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Speaking of Kevin Hur tonight on News Radio 1070 WKOK, Kevin at Shikolami Stadium Senior Night for the Shikolami Braves and the Juggernaut, the amazing Southern Columbia Tigers. And, yes, did not take them long to get on the board. He'll fire it into the end zone for Fleming. Touchdown, Southern Columbia. Fleming catches his 10th touchdown reception of the season. Zachman throws his 6th. And that goes down as a 15-yard reception. As we mentioned earlier tonight on game day, 
on Eagle 107. It was going to be uh, Zekman in the starting quarterback role again this week for Stone Hollenbach, and the Tigers continue to put the points on the board. Zekman will be the quarterback under center. Three backs in a T okay. field. Okay, we have a, looks like a power eye. That's no, a T. Three straight along the line, and the handoff goes to Gage Garcia. And he is into the end zone for a touchdown. Actually, I'm going to correct that. That's Gavin Garcia in for the touchdown. Yep, the Garcia brothers were at it tonight as well as Julian Fleming. And the shutout continued for the Tigers. Braves selling out on the run. And the handoff goes to the left side to Gavin Garcia. And Garcia's off to the races. Down the sidelines to the 40. Outrunning everybody. The 10-5 touchdown. Southern Columbia. This time it was Gavin Garcia, 48 yards for the touchdown. First Gage Garcia, then Gavin, and the Tigers, they're not done. And over to the right side, it's going to be Garcia once again. He's going to get down to the 10, to the 5, touchdown. Gage Garcia that time, racing it in from 29 yards out. He did not need the extra two yards. He could have done it without those extra two yards. 29-yard touchdown run this time by Gage Garcia. Tigers continue to pour it on as they hit double nickels before halftime. Braves coming right up the middle with the pressure, and Rodarmo gets the end zone right in, 16 yards out, virtually untouched. The Braves sold out. They looked for it to go to Garcia. It went to the fullback in Instead, and Rhode Arnold picks up his third rushing touchdown of the season, a 16-yarder. A lot of people say that in all the years that Jim Roth has been the head coach of the Southern Columbia Tigers, this is the best team ever. 55 nothing Southern Columbia leading Shikolemi at the half. Currently on 100.9, the Valley got a great one at Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore between Lewisburg and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Did not take long for guess who? One of the top running backs in the area, Max Moyers, to get it rolling for Lewisburg. Ball's in the Jersey Shore, 32 again. Wing T formation, Dominic in motion. Give the ball to Moyers up the middle. He's at the 30, 25, runs over again. He's to the outside. He runs into the end zone for a touchdown. That's a highlight run, Greg. That's a highlight run. He took off up. And a linebacker came and met him head on, and Max Moyers just sat him on his tail, cuts out left side, and goes in from 32 yards out, and the Green Dragons jump out to an early 6 to nothing lead here. Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels with the call on 100.9 The Valley. Lewisburg was up 7 to nothing After the team's traded turnovers, the Dragons then record, uh, recovered a fumbled punt at the Jersey Shore 23, but they were not able to score from a first and goal at the 5. They had to settle for 3. Just on the right side. Good snap, it's down, kicks up, and it's good. A 21-yard field goal by Jack Diefendorfer gives the Green Dragons a 10-0 lead with one minute left in the first quarter. And it was 10-0 after one. Jersey Shore was able to drive down to the Dragons 22 after a roughness penalty, but the defense stopped the drive. Tome gets the ball, looking to his left. Now he's running to his right, looking downfield, has nowhere to go, just throws it. Intercepted. Looked like he was throwing it out of bounds, and Coleman Witherite picks it off at about the 20-yard line. And Jersey Shore driving after an interception finally was able to get on the board and at that point cut the lead to three. Gives the ball off the right side. He cuts in and into the end zone for a touchdown was Josh Balicki that makes the score 10-6 to with 5.32 to go in the first quarter. Point after touchdown was good, and Jersey Shore was also able to tack on three. Right before halftime, Lewisburg and Jersey Shore 
are tied by a score of 10 to 10. So far for Lewisburg running back Max Moyers uh, in the first half, 16 carries, 106 yards, and one touchdown. Also across the valley tonight, Bloomsburg and Hughesville, they are tied 14-14 heading to the half. Muncie pitching a shutout, 22-0 over Columbia Montorvo Tech at the half at Kent Memorial Stadium. After their big win in Seawans Grove last week, Shemokin having a tough time against Danville. Of course, the Ironmen with only one loss so far this year. Danville leading the Indians 26-7. Central Columbia at the half. They're shutting out Warrior Run 28-0. Big night tonight so far for Central Columbia's Isaac Gensimer. He has an 8-yard, 13-yard, and 11-yard touchdown run. 20 carries, 158 yards, and 3 touchdowns on the evening so far for the Blue Jays' Isaac Gensimer. Coming up next week, it'll be Lewisburg at Central Columbia. That should be a great ball game on 100.9 The Valley. At the half, Midwest is leading Athens 13-10. Also at the half, Milton 7, Loyal Sock 3. Heading to halftime, Troy is up 17-14 over Montgomery. Mount Carmel having its way over South Williamsport at the pit, 42-7 as they approach halftime. Also getting close to halftime, Montoursville looking to bounce back after their loss at Danville last week. The Warriors are up 20-7 over Mifflinburg. Also heading to the half, Tri-Valley 13, Newport 8. And a few more halftime scores, Pine Grove and Line Mountain, they are even at 8-8. Upper Dauphin, the Trojans are leading Williams Valley, the Vikings, 28-12 at the half. Juniata shutting out Halifax at the half, 6-0. And Berwick cruising past Crestwood as they approach the half at Crispin Stadium. Uh, Berwick's or Berwick Bulldogs are leading by a score of 30 to nothing. Here on Eagle 107 from Don Malinax uh, Stadium in Mill Hall, it is Seawans Grove up 20-6. Over the Central Mountain Wildcats, freshman sophomore, uh, freshman quarterback uh, Danny Schock tossed a 51-yard touchdown pass to Josh Nyland to get the score rolling uh, for the Seals, but the extra point was blocked, so the Seals were leading at that point by a score of six to nothing. It was a slow start by both teams tonight in Mill Hall. Penalties were mixed in as well, and the Seals were able to get their lead extended thanks to this great run by Nate Schoen. Fashion's going to give it to Schoen. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Uh, Nate Schoen using uh, Joe Kahn's move there, nice spin move, power running. And he is a big boy, but he's got a lot of speed. Nate Schoen in the end zone for a seal of second touchdown of the night. Nate Schoen from 40 yards out for six, capped off a five-play 64-yard drive and taking just a little over two minutes off the clock. And the score after one quarter was 13 nothing Seals Grove. Wildcats were able to cut the Seals' lead with about four minutes remaining in the first half. Blitz coming by the Seals. High snap. Probst going to keep it. Getting to the left pylon. Stretches it out to the goal line as he was able to shake a defender and takes it in for the touchdown. Wildcats quarterback Zach Probst with a three-yard touchdown run capped off an eight-play, 77-yard drive and taking 3.15 off the clock. And that made the score 13-6 to in favor of the Seals. Well, after another great catch by Josh Nyland right outside the end zone, the Seals were able to get a big answer right before halftime. So be a first down goal to go from the one for the Seals. One back in the backfield, but Shock's going to keep it. He's lunged to the goal line. Great push by that offensive line. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Freshman quarterback Danny Shock with a one-yard touchdown run capped off an eight-play, 60-yard drive, and only taking a minute 16 off the clock. 
Extra point was good, and that's where we stand at the half. Seawinds Grove 20 and Central Mountain 6. Don't forget, Seals fans, like our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107. If you're on Twitter, give us a follow, Seals on Eagle 107 for instant scores and uh, for instant uh, scoring drives and uh, stats and so much more from our Z-Man, the stat man, Zach Showers in the booth with Pat and Ryan. So once again, we stand at 20-6 to in favor of Seals Grove following the game. Ryan will be down on the field for the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show, and we'll be with you in studio to put a bow on week eight of high school football here across the valley on Sunbury Motors game night. Also, we're scheduled to uh, have join us tonight is uh, Cody Jared from SusquehannaValleySports.com. He's at Kemp tonight. To give us a report on the Shemokin Danville matchup. Philadelphia Eagles played last night with a big victory over the New York Giants. So the Eagles are off until a week from Sunday. Their next game will be against the Carolina Panthers. And again, that's a week from Sunday here on Eagle 107. Pittsburgh Steelers with the big divisional matchup on Sunday at the Cincinnati Bengals. You can hear the Steelers on 100.9 The Valley beginning at 11 a.m. with the pregame and kickoff at 1. Take a quick time out. If you do NFL fantasy football, you need to uh, do some updates to your lineup. Pay close attention here. Give you a little fantasy forecast report here in the next few minutes and also first half stats from tonight's game from Central Mountain. And then Pat and Ryan will have your second half. Seals lead the Wildcats by a score 20 to 6. This is Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343 or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. Ten days of deals going on to October 15th. Huge discounts on in-stock vehicles for the next ten days. We have the all-new 2019 Ram Bighorn in stock with up to 7600 in discounts and a few other Rams with discounts over $10,000. Now those discounts are huge. We also have 2019 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Pluses in stock with $4,500 off. Plus, we have over 75 more Jeeps. So come into Zerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Sunbury today during the 10 Days to Deal event or give us a call at 988-JEEP or see all the deals at ZimmermanJeep.com. Jason Horowitz here with the NFL Media Senior Fantasy Analyst Michael Fabiano getting you ready for week six for your fantasy team. And Mike, last week we talked about the amount of quarterbacks that are good plays on a weekly basis. Give me some that you like the best heading into Week 6. Well, Jameis Winston is the first guy that comes to mind. His first start of 2018 playing against Atlanta. And they have given up 32 fantasy points per game on average at home to quarterbacks. So Jameis is a very good play. I like Andrew Luck this week against the Jets. And Matt Ryan in that game against Tampa Bay. Matt Ryan has been very good at home, not so good on the road. This game is in Atlanta, and Matt Ryan should be in your starting lineup. One fantasy blast from the past, at least for now, is back, and that is Jamal Charles signing with the Jaguars. With all their injuries in the backfield, is he a guy that might be a play? Right now, it looks like T.J. Yeldon is going to be the featured back. So unless you're in a deep league, Jamal Charles should not be added off the waiver wire. With that being said, with the question marks about Leonard Fournette's return, and we've heard that he's week-to-week at this point, 
Should Yeldon go down, then Jamal Charles is going to be a very popular ad. But for now, I think the Jaguars are going to roll with TJ Yeldon as their featured back. Mike, we continue to talk about all the difficulties finding good tight ends. Last week, Eric Ebron and a guy you liked, Austin Hooper, all had big days. Who do you like for week six? Well, let's stick with Austin Hooper, who's got a very good matchup this week against the Buccaneers. They've given up the most yards and the most PPR points to opposing tight ends this season. So if you picked up Hooper and played him last week, keep him in your lineup. Cameron Brait in that same game. Brait could see some opportunities, especially near the goal line there. So he is certainly a top 10 option. And how about CJ Uzuma? He's available on most waiver wires. For all the starts and sits, be sure to log on to NFL.com slash fantasy for Michael Fabiano. Thanks, Mike. You got it, my man. I'm Jason Horowitz. Westwood One Sports. The regular Eagle 107 promo writers on vacation, so this plea for you to listen to the Rock and Roll Morning Show first thing in the morning may sound a little unrefined. If you're the kind of person that likes classic rock, good for you. And you will hear lots of that kind of music when you listen to Rob Center and that Rock and Roll Morning Show thing. Yeah, it starts at 5 a.m. and has some funny stuff, some news and history about classic rock. And, you know, oh, yeah, lots of folks from that Hall of Fame place in Cleveland. So much classic rock in the morning on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Welcome back at halftime here at Central Mountain High School with Seals Grove Band entertaining the visiting crowd or the homestanding crowd here at Central Mountain High School doing a wonderful job as always. Seals Grove leading 20-6 to over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove trying to get back in the win column and Central Mountain Wildcats look to get a come-from-behind victory to try to get their first win of 2018. Taking a look at team numbers from that first half thanks to our Stat man, Zach Showers. First down, Seals had 11 first downs. And Central Mountain, just six. In the rushing department, Seals drove 120 yards. And, of course, one touchdown coming from Nate Schoen from 40 yards out. Rushing yards for Central Mountain, just nine. Passing department, Seals drove 160 yards. Central Mountain, 95. So total yards on the night. 284, the Seals Grove Seals, 104 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Penalties continue to be a problem, and this was another example of that in that first half. Six penalties for 65 yards. 65 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. Four penalties for 40 yards for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Turnovers, Seals Grove had a fumble. And Central Mountain had an interception thrown, and that was to Micaiah Showers with the interception for the Seals Grove setting up a touchdown drive for the Seals Grove Seals. Take a look at individual numbers first for the Central Mountain Wildcats in the rushing department. Probes, seven carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown. For Stark, three carries for a minus four yards for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Quarterback Probst, 11 for 22, just 95 yards, and he did throw that one pick. His receiving core, Jones, leading receiver coming in, and he was the main target again here tonight. Five catches for 69 yards. Sue, three catches for 18 yards. Eck, two for six yards for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Individual numbers for the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department. Shown, four carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Bastion from the quarterback position, three carries, 38 yards. And Khan just four carries for just six yards in that first half. In the passing department, 
Danny Schock, 11 for 12, 146 yards and a touchdown. Bastion threw four times, just one completion for 14 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. Main target tonight has been Josh Nyland, 145 yards on eight carries and a touchdown. Metzger had two catches for six yards. Swineford got back in the receiving department as he makes a catch for just three yards in that first half. Again, we're at halftime. Seals Grove leading 20-6 to six over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Ryan, as we take a look at that first half and get ready for the second half, the Seals Grove Seals slow start and dealt with penalties and uh, takes away from the flow and the consistency of an offense. But, boy, it's great to see Danny Schock, 11 for 12 in that first half, 146 yards, and he did have that touchdown. A great way to see your freshman quarterback get back into flow of things offensively. Yeah, I mean, it, this is what we wanted. We wanted to see them come out here, get some things flowing, and they're doing it both ways. They're not only just throwing the ball, they're running the ball, and they're doing a success. Danny only has one incompletion. It was actually a drop pass, so Seals Grove offense came out ready to go, and they didn't always have a short field. They did it with some some big, a lot of field involved there, so very impressed with what they were able to do there in the first half. And again, in the rushing department, Nate Schoen got into, he came in tonight. When you look at his numbers, from the rushing department, 39 carries, 254 yards, and three touchdowns. Nate Schoen had that long touchdown run. He is now over uh, 300 yards on the season and had another f- touchdown to his credit with the fourth touchdown for the Sealness Grove Seals. And also, when you look at Nyland, Nyland came in with 19 catches and for 200 and 17 yards. He goes over 300 yards, and now Sealsgrove has two receivers over the 300-yard mark in yardage on the season. Again, Nyland sitting at eight catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. So, Ryan, as we move into the second half, Sealsgrove obviously want to keep that momentum going. It's great to see the defense with Showers getting that interception and turned it away. What looks It's going to be Central Mountain have an opportunity to tie this one up. But not only the interception and gaming the momentum as they did, but the offense responded by taking it down and getting the score. And if that interception is not your leading uh, candidate for the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, I don't know what can be because that changes the story. The only thing that might possibly be that would be shown sack uh, right before it. So uh, Central Mountain was looking at going in there after that fumble recovery, short, real short field, and possibly tying this up with just a couple minutes to go before halftime. We could have ourselves a tied score, but instead that sack-that interception combo Gave Seals Grove the ball back. They took it down the field, scored again, and now they're up 20-6 to six at halftime. So we could have a completely different story if it were for those two plays. And as you mentioned about candidates for the Smoke M Health Center backbreaker play of the game, it is the two touchdowns. Obviously, you throw those in there. You talk about the interception by Makai Showers, giving the ball back to the Seals Grove offense. The big sack by Nate Schoen as well that set that up. And then, of course, the one-yard run by Danny Schock to take it in the end zone to push it out to 20-6. So those were all candidates for our Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And at the end of our game, during our postgame show, we'll announce the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Our Blaze Alexander four tough game of the week this week is the matchup between the Danville Ironman, who came in at 6-1 and one after... Week seven's win over Montoursville, and they're playing the Shemokin Indians, who got the big win a week ago over the Seals Grove Seals, 44-8. Both teams coming off those big wins, looking to make it back-to-back wins. So that's our Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week, where it's worth the drive to route 
45, right? Well, we say to you, what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals, Grove Seals, during our pregame show? And right now, has that unfolded right in front of us to be exactly what the Seals needed? Yeah, and like we said, it's not only just for this game, but it's for here in the last uh, upcoming two weeks before uh, district playoff start. You need to get that confidence. you got to get that feel back that we had earlier on the season in the offense. And I think they did a pretty good job there uh, in, in the first half. And they need to continue with that here in the third quarter. And we call the shots as they are, and uh, unfortunately, shots has been what Probst has to deal with with the quarterback for Central Mountain, but we always appreciate the toughness of uh, all the guys. And when you see a quarterback who's also playing defensive back, had that big hit of the tackle of Nylon, but he's shown a lot here tonight and an athlete for the Central Mountain uh, offense and defensive side and their quarterback Probst. And not just only an athlete. He's tough. I mean, he took some hits. He delivered some hits. He's been doing a lot of everything, and and uh, he, he's, he's helping keep him in this game, not only just on the offensive side, but defensively. He's been in some good coverage. He's made some big tackles. So very impressed with the probes player. And he's, uh, again, the quarterback, defensive back. He's a junior, 6'3", 190 pounds, and he's done a nice job to find his leading receiver in that first half. Jones. Well, that wraps up halftime here from Central Mount. Getting ready for the second half. Seals Grove leading 20-6. to After Central Mountain had cut it to 13-6, to Seals Grove got that late score to end the first half, and they will get the ball to start the second half. Back deep will be Khan and Nylon. Nylon will run under the ball, pick it off the turf at the 11. He's going to run from right to left, trying to find that wall. Going to cut it under the defender. And met and tackled there. Stop defensively. Weiser makes the stop as Nyland across the 20-yard line. Seals Grove will start their first down and 10. Again, leading 20-6. to And can they carry that momentum coming out of their second half to start this, to start this possession as they'll have it first down and 10. As it looks like Corey Bastian will jog out and play the quarterback position to start the second half. Pretty far to the left will be Ben Swineford. He'll be guarded by Probst, as we mentioned. He had a tough first half, but he's battled through it and been a big spotlight. He's got the lone touchdown for Central Mountain in this game. Lone back in the backfield is Khan. Trips to the right. That's where Bastion's looking. Gets rid of it. Over the middle, in and out of the receiver's hand, almost intercepted as he was looking for Nyland at the 35-yard line. Defended well, incomplete, second down and 10. A very tough play there and dangerous. He split three guys, but the hit caused that ball to bounce up in the air. It could have been a quick interception and great field position for Central Mountain. Not quite sure. I felt that that was a good decision there. Very tight uh, a hole there he had to throw it to. Unfortunately for Seals Group, it just hits the ground as incomplete. So it would be a second down and 10 for the Seals. The officials are in a huddle here talking things over. Personal foul penalty, and it will go against the Seals Grove Seals. I'd like to say I know what that one was about. I do not. We don't have the benefit of hearing the call from down on the field. But it will be a personal foul penalty against Seals Grove. And what started out with decent field position at the 23 is going to be walked off, put the ball inside the 15, down to about the 13-yard line for the Seals. Just starting the second half, Seals Grove leading 26, 11.46 to go here in the third. Keep you updated on other scores going on around the Valley, Jersey Shore, keeping an eye on that one. Also, as we talked about, the Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week, the Danville Ironman and the Schmokin Indians, and a lot more 
as we'll send it back to Sean different times throughout the game. It's a design run by Coy Batchin off the right side. Got blockers in front of him into the second level, up the right sideline, and finally thrown out of bounds at the 30-yard line. It'll be a 17-yard pickup by the sophomore quarterback and picking up a first down for the Seals. And actually, you're going to get a penalty after the play, a player for Central Mountain, which was actually involved in an altercation on the opening kickoff, still out there, and he got something involved there. And as soon as the ref heard what he was saying, the flag went in the air. He was spotting it at the 29-yard line. Looked like he had got up to close to the sticks, but he went got knocked out of bounds. This is going to be a dead ball personal foul penalty. This one's going to go against the Central Mountain Wildcats. That's a big penalty because that gives Seals Grove a first down. You know, you're only down 20 to six. You're down two touchdowns. You come out here, get a stop, get a good field position, and you're in business. But that penalty is going to give Seals Grove a first down. It's going to move the chains. It's going to push it closer to midfield as they're going to spot the ball at the 44-yard line. line. Yeah, the penalties were issue in that first half. Skillsgrove had six of them, and Central Mountain had four. We started with penalties to start this third quarter. First down and 10 for the Seals at their own 44. Bastion turns, gives it to Kahn, makes a man miss. Up the right sideline, bounces off tackles in Central Mountain territory. Still going inside the 40, down to the 35-yard line on the run for the senior Running back for the Seals, Grove Seals, all the way to the 35-yard line. Oh, it's so funny. Joe's just blowing through guys, make, making them bounce off, and then what does he do? Get tripped up on his own guy there as he clipped his foot and he's trying to cut back in. But either way, tough run there. Joe broke a couple tackles and picked up great yards. Now Seals Grove offense rolling a little bit as they're now into the Central Mountain Territory. Biggest run tonight for Joe Con. 21-yard pickup by the senior running back, and he'll line up to dot the I and the I formation as Seals Grove has it at Central Mountain 35-yard line. First down and 10. This one's going to go to the fullback shown, and he's turned and thrown to the turf. It's saying something for that defensive line. They're able to take Schoen down that quickly. Looks like it might be a loss of one on the play. Second down and 11 for the Seals. I thought it was going to be a loss in the play, too, there, but, boy, they're giving him a nice spot, so it's going to be a gain of nothing. But, yeah, it's very rare you see Schoen met and taken down right away, but that time Central Mountain able to uh, pick him and, and take him down to the ground. Doing that up front defensively for Central Mountain. They stay with the eye formation, but a pass play by Bashley gets rid of it. Swiper makes the catch short of the 25-yard line, trying to drag defenders, see where they give him the spot there. Look at the market at the 27-yard line. So eight-yard pickup, a second, third down and two for the Seals to try to move the chain. And, Ryan, as you always talk about, they would expect this to be four-down territory. Or would they, if they had to, would they give Kyle Rule an opportunity to kick his longest field goal of the season? I would imagine this is four-down territory right here. And that being said, do, do they run just two plays here? Do you go power eye and just pound it two times in a row? Bastion under center, takes the snap, gives it to Khan, followed behind Schoen, cuts under defender. He's got a first down as he gets inside the 25, down to the 24-yard line. Beautiful run that time by Joe Kahn. He gets up a bit slow off the turf as he walks back to the huddle. Move the chains, first down for the Seals at the Central Mountain 24-yard line. I don't know if you noticed tonight, Pat, but the, uh, the running game is very patient. Even Joe Kahn and Schoen both taking their time, letting the offensive line do their job, open up some creases, and then attacking them. And the patience is working because they're getting the yards they needed when they don't, when they're not there originally. 
So at the 24-yard line, first down and 10. Bastion's going to drop back. He's got some time. Throw it out to Schoen. He makes the catch at the 10, shakes the defender, probes to the five goal line for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, Schoen catches on the sideline, and as soon as he catches, gives a quick stiff arm and then takes off into the end zone. Seals Grove striking quick here. And the, the, to begin the third quarter. It was so weird. He caught the ball and he turned like he was looking at the guy, like he wanted to have a conversation with him before he knocked him away, ran into the end zone. Kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> it's just a strange way he was looking back. He caught the ball, like you said, and then he like did a reverse stiff arm <laughs> on the defender and took it in for the score for the Seals Grove Seals. Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. Kick is up, and the kick is good for the Seals Grove Seals. So they strike quickly. With 9.24 to go here in the third period, Seals Grove will push their lead out to 27-6 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. I like the way Seals Grove's mixing it up. That drive started out. They did have the incomplete pass, but then they ran with Bashan, ran with Khan, ran with Schoen, made a nice pass to Swine for picking up eight, setting up a second down or a third down and two. That's when they gave it to Joe Kahn. He picks up the first down. Then they go back to the pass again and find Schoen for the 24-yard TD pass. So a good mix of pass and run there, really making the defense guess, putting them back on their heels. Schoen makes his first catch for a touchdown through the air for the Seals Grove Seals. And again, pushing the lead to 27-6 to with 9-24 to go here in the third period, completing a seven-play drive, covering 77 yards for the Seals. Took two minutes and 27 seconds, 24-yard touchdown reception by Schoen. Extra point good. Seals Grove now lead 27-7. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Rule kicks us away. Line drive kick, going to hit at the 19. Picked up by the return man at the 10. Trying to go from right to left. He fumbled. Balls on the turf. Going to be picked up. Taking it in zone by Ryan Ahmed. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, Ryan Ahmed's having a heck of a sophomore year. Find himself as a starting linebacker. And, boy, he deserves that score as a special teams. Knocks the ball free on the kickoff. It's an easy pickup and score for Ryan Ahmed. Definitely deserved. He's playing at a high level. His first career touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. And it comes on a special teams play. And as you re- described it, Ryan, all earned by Ryan Allman on that. He's done a great job all around. He's got his his opportunity in the mix on special teams and now able to take it in for a touchdown after the ball hit the turf, knocked out of the hands of the return man, and take it into the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Kyle Rule attempt the extra point. The kick is up, and it's no good as it sails off to the left. A lot of pressure on Kyle Rule on that. A lot of Central Mountain defenders able to come through and almost get to that, and Kyle Rule kicks it off to the left. Well, we've had fireworks to start the <laughs> third period here. Sean at Central Mountain. What else is going on around the Valley and other games covered here by Eagle 107? All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Got a great back-and-forth game happening on 100.9. The Valley at Thompson Street Stadium. Jersey Shore has taken the lead over Lewisburg 18-17 to in the third. Also heading toward the fourth, it's Southern Columbia leading Shikalemi 55-7. to That's on WKOK. Muncie extending their lead over Columbia Montorvo Tech now 29-6 in the third. Central Columbia blanking Warrior Run early third quarter 42 to nothing. Loyal Sock with a score to open up the second half. They're leading 17-7 over Milton. 
Troy 24, Montgomery 14, they have started the fourth quarter. Also in the fourth, Montoursville 35, Mifflinburg 7. Early fourth quarter, Line Mountain, they have taken the lead. Back-to-back touchdowns over Pine Grove, 22-14. to Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Seals with two quick scores here to start in the second half. As we head back to Mill Hall, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Zach Showers, guys. Thank you, Sean. Quick kickoff that time by Seals Grove. Return man able to keep secure of the ball to return it beyond the 30-yard line. A good return that time by Central Mountain. Gives a good field position at their own 34-yard line. But as you said, Sean, back-to-back, quick back-to-back scores for the Seals Grove Seals, and they find themselves leading 33-6 to with 9.09 to go here in the third period. Probes quick pitch this time to start, trying to get around the edge. Going to be met there by the safety Hoover, being chased from behind by Metzger, who was the initial guy in there, and Hoover comes up on the run stop and makes a big play. Yeah, T. Hoover's got a lot of speed, so from that safety position, he gets there quick, and he's going to get a tackle for a loss. How often do you get it when a, when a safety is getting at a tackle? Is he going to tackle for a loss? So just says a lot, and that's the second one of the night to be uh, – I'm pretty sure, yeah, I have him down. That's the second tackle for a loss from the night from the safety position. It wasn't like he was in safety blitz. It was just run support. We had Ryan Almitz fumble recovery for a touchdown as another candidate for the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Second down and 12 for Central Mountain after the Hoover tackle. Trips to the left. Blitz coming. Schaefer. Stark gets the pass from Probst. He's met by white shirts as he crosses the 30-yard line, and a flag going to be thrown in. Another flag comes in, and the coach is on the Seals Grove side. Coach Heil put his hands out and saying, what is the call there? Good defensive play by Seals Grove. But from the reaction of the coaching staff on the far side from Seals Grove, they're thinking it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals, and the way the officials are standing, they're going to be right. A walk off a penalty here. The preliminary call is a face mask against Seals Grove Seals, and that's what it's going to be on the tackle there. So it's going to put the ball outside of the 35 yard line, close to the 37 yard line. It'll be second down and eight for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Coming up on eight minutes to go here in the third. Seals Grove led 20 to 6 at halftime. They put back-to-back scores on the board here in the third quarter. They lead 33 to 6 over the Wildcats. The Wildcats have it second down and 7. Seals Grove showing blitz once again. Trips to the right for Probes. He drops back. Gets rid of it. Quick out to Jones. Makes the catch. Makes a move on Swineford. Up the left sideline. He's got to have a first down as he gets it in to Seals Grove territory. It's about the 48-yard line. Well, Ryan, we talked about Probst and what he's done for the Central Mount Wildcat team. This guy, Jones, heck of a receiver, tough guy to bring down. Oh, yeah, and he's got good footwork, too. He makes guys miss there. He caught that ball, shifted inside, and then kicked it out and showed another gear. So he's able to create separation after the catch. Very nice athlete and a big kid. And he also was, I believe, the homecoming king. (laughs) Good night for him. So first down and 10 after his catch and run for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They have in Seals Grove territory. Probst got time. Get rid of it. Look at on the slant. Unable to make the connection. Looking for Pence on the slant. Falls incomplete, though, and it'll be a second down and 10. 
I'm going to tell you one thing I like about this Probst guy quarterback. He's got a high release. There have been many passes tonight that he's made over top of outreached hands, the Seals Group defenders coming in. Not one ball batted down at the line of scrimmage yet. That's because he gets the ball up, releases high, over top the hands. Good mechanics. He's a nice quarterback. He makes quick decisions. They're not always real quick, and they're not always downfield. Some are just quick at the line of scrimmage and let his uh, playmakers make plays. Well, he's forced to a second down and 10, and there's going to be another flag on the play. A chance to remind you, the Bucknell Bison finished their non-conference schedule on the road at Monmouth pregame from New Jersey. Starts at 12.30, kickoff at 1 on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. As this penalty will be against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Also, the Steelers will play the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday afternoon on the Valley. Pre-game at 11, kickoff at 1, a 100.9 to Valley. As Sunbury Broadcasting bringing you sports programming Friday, Saturday, into Sunday, and Sunday night as well as Monday, all part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Following the penalty, puts the ball back in Central Mountain Territory at the 47-yard line. Second down and 15. Probst takes the snap under heavy pressure, rolling to his right. Look it, deep down the right sideline. Going to be intercepted by Danny Schock at the 30-yard line. The freshman gets his first interception of his career, and he's going to celebrate with another freshman, Hoover, who comes over and gives him a big hug to congratulate him on his first career interception for the Seals Grove Seals. And Danny Schock gets the statistic. He gets the credit for the interception, but Ryan Ahmed's the one that put the pressure on, grabbed a hold of the QB as he threw the ball. Ball definitely hung in the air a little bit. I think it had to do with that pressure and grab by Ryan Ahmed. But Danny Schock, being a good athlete, goes up, grabs the ball at its high point, is able to hang on to it with the contact and comes down with it. So QB that has thrown an interception this year now gets one back on the defensive side. Had a good play on it, got good position, made the interception, gives the ball back to the Seals Grove Seals as Bastion will stay in at quarterback. First down and 10 from their own 30-yard line. Fake it to Khan, rolling to his right, under pressure, finds Metzger, but unable to make the connection. A little behind Metzger that time, and it falls incomplete. Defended out there by Henry. It'll be a second down and 10. Yeah, that a lot of pressure there. Basham was backpedaling. He just didn't get it out in front for Metzger through a little behind him. Still think that probably should have been caught, but wasn't going to be for a big gain anyways. The defense was all over that. So it will be a second down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. Second and 10 from their own 30-yard line following the Danny Shock interception of Probst. Blitz coming. Going to give it to Khan. Hit in the backfield. It'll go down. Lost on the play. Back to the 27-yard line. Mark it to 27, so a loss of three on the run that time. Only the second negative play on the night for the SEAL offense. Which is a big boost for this offense. It's struggled over the last few weeks to get positive plays, especially from the rushing department. Back since the Loyal Sock game, especially late in that first half against Loyal Sock into the second half where they got things going. But like you said, only a second negative play, but it sets up a third down and long. Pressure coming on Bastion, rolling to his right, looking for Nyland. Right on the sideline. Nyland said he caught the ball on the sideline. The official who's standing about 12 yards away from him feels he had a good look at that and calls it incomplete. Yeah, I mean, not a question whether or not he caught it. It's whether he got his foot down. 
And they're going to say no. He did not, so it'll be a punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals after the inability for Bastion to be able to make that connection to Nyland. Good effort, though, both guys. Bastion kept that play alive, rolling to his right under some pressure from behind. And like you said, Nyland did everything he could. He actually caught the ball, but they said he didn't get his feet down as he was trying to tiptoe it on the sideline. Metzger gets the snap under pressure. End-over-end kick is going to sail into Central Mountain Territory, go out of bounds, see where they'll mark it here. I think I'll mark it all the way up the 49-yard line. Guess the official felt he had a good angle from 17 yards away. The same went out on the 49-yard line. It looked like the ball rolled all the way almost to the 45. But hey, let's not criticize. Well, I'll say let's me not criticize. You do everyone. Well, at least he didn't put points on the board. That's true. <laughs> we like that. So first down at 10 for Central Mountain, trailing 33 to six with 6:08 to go here in the third. They have the ball at their own 49-yard line to start the possession. They stay with a five wide. Three to the left, two to the right. Seals going to show pressure, coming right up the middle. Oh, and not able to get to Probst. Probst slows the ball quick out that time. He's able to get it to Pence. He makes the catch at the 45. So they're going to pick up, their market at the 44-yard line. So pick up of seven that time. It'll be a second down and three for the Central Mountain Wildcats into Seals Grove territory. Danny Shock in on that tackle. His second tackle tonight, he also has the interception. Pop it out of huddle of the Central Mountain Wildcat offense. Trailing 33-6 with six minutes to go here in the third period. Seals groups continue to show blitz. Not showing it right now at the moment. Probst looking over the defense. Now the blitz coming. Ryan Alba straight up the middle. Able to get the Probst, but Probst got it away. Almost intercepted by Joe Kahn coming up and trying to step in front of that pass. Not able to. Hits the turf. And it's now a third down and three. For Central Mountain. Good, good pressure. Ryan Ahmed up the middle. Nate Schoen, too, is uh, getting pressure. And then Joe Kahn making a break on the ball, able to bat it down. So it's five, just under six minutes to go here in the third quarter. Central Mountain facing a third and a long three. Just about every defensive play for the Seals have has been a blitz. as It's an empty backfield 90% of the time with the five wide. Ryan Ahmed showing blitz again. Steps out of it. Schaefer tiptoes sideline. Now Schaefer's coming off the edge. Schaefer pros from behind. Not able to get to him as the connection is made. He's able to make the throw to Henry. It's going to be short of a first down by a yard, but definitely four down territory for the Central Mountain Wildcats as Jim Rainier will send the play in to try to pick up the first down for the Central Mountain Wildcats and move the chains. Well, not a clean catch there. He was bobbling it, but did a great job while being tackled to bring it in, haul it in but does fall a yard short. I think if he would have caught that clean, he could have reached out and got that first down. But because of the bobble, he just had to maintain possession. He's a yard short. Is a big fourth down and one for Central Mountain. There's going to be a timeout taken. Coach Rainier is going to take a timeout for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Give it a chance to look at what Seals Grove has after tonight. Again, they'll travel to Danville to take on the Danville Ironman. Danville Armand having a good season, looking to improve to 7-1 and one after their win last week over the battle one-loss teams in Montoursville. They took care of Montoursville a week ago, and tonight taking on Chamokin, trying to 
Beat a Shemokin team that had built up a lot of momentum from a week ago, beating the Seals Grove Seals 44-8. to But again, our tough game of the week is the Danville Ironman game against the Shemokin Indians as run through some updated scores for you. Southern Columbia all over Shikalimi, 61-7. to Lewisburg trailing Jersey Shore at this point, 18-17. to Bloomsburg and Hughesville knotted up at 14-14. Muncie all over Columbia Montour Votech, 43-6. And the game we were just talking about, Danville all over Shemokin, 26-7. Updated scores brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota with our out-of-town scoreboard. Fourth down and one. High snap to Probst, but he's going to keep it. He's going to try to short. stretch for first down. Ryan saying he's short. short. They definitely did not get that. And there's Joe Kahn runs in and says it's a turnover on downs, and the official looks like they're going to agree with them. Looking at the mark here, they have not gotten the official word here, but Central Mountain's running off the field. Seals Grove switch it, and it is a turnover on downs as the Seals Grove defense comes up big. Central Mountain coaching staff wants a measurement to see if he got a first down. But as Ryan said, it was short on the tackle, and they look like they are going to take over on downs as the head referee says it's a it's a yard short. I mean, it, it's it's very clear it's short. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, you can get a measurement if you want, but you're not getting that. That's 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 two footballs easily short. So turnover on downs going back to the Seals Grove offense, but they are going to come out and measure it after the request from the Central Mountain coaching staff. Short turnover on down. Seals Grove will have it first down and 10. Seals Grove leading 33-6 with 5-10 to go here in the third period. Seals Grove led at halftime 26. Got back-to-back touchdowns here in the third. The first one coming on a touchdown reception by Nate Schoen with 9-24 to go in the third. The extra point good. Seals Grove led 27-6. And on the ensuing kickoff, fumbled by Central Mountain return man, picked up by Ryan Omit. He took it eight yards into the end zone. That was with 9.17 to go in the third. Seals Grove leading 33-6. They take over first down and 10 after they stop the Wildcats on downs. Two backs in the backfield. And the shotgun formation for Shock. Dropping back under some pressure. Steps through two defenders. Still looking downfield. Now he's going to take off and run. Into Central Mountain territory at the 45. Still going to the 40. 35-30. Outrunning the defender to the 20. 15 Cuts it under a tackle, into the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Danny Schock has done it now twice tonight with his feet. The first one from a yard out. This one from 70 or so. That would seem like he was running forever. Very impressive running, showing some great speed. Danny Schock can do more than throw the ball. He can also run. As he takes it in for his second touchdown of the night. The last one a little easier on a one-yard plunge. This one, as you said, Ronnie rolled to his right, continued to look downfield, and then took off, running down the right hash, able to cut it across the grain, take it all the way to the opposite numbers, got a block from Christian Kans, used his block beautifully, and took it in the end zone for the touchdown. And before the extra point here, we're going to have a flag on the play as it's offsides against the Central Mountain defense. So now you wonder with the walk-off here, does Seals Grove put the offense back on the field and try to go for two here, and that's exactly what they're going to do. Well, if they do get the two, it'll put it in mercy rule. But it'll give them a 35-point lead. Well, shock, a 58-yard touchdown run on a one-play drive. He set up the pass, 
They rolled to his right, ended up scoring all the way over the left pylon for the touchdown for the Seals. Now Seals Grove will go for two. Shock in shotgun formation with Kahn to the left of him. Snap will go to Shock. Drops back. Look it. Throws the out to Swineford. He makes the catch. Two-point conversion for the Seals is good. So that pushes the lead with 4.51 to go here in the third. 41-6 lead over the Central Mountain Wildcats. The extra point, a two-point conversion. Only the second two-point conversion of the season for the Seals Grove Seals. The last one was caught by Metzger. This one caught by Swineford in front of the defender right at the goal line. And Seals Grove again pushes their lead to 41-6 with 4.51 to go here in the third. And Seals Grove has just exploded with three touchdowns here in the third period. Three different guys getting on the board here in the third. Schoen on the reception, Allman on the the fumble recovery, and Shock with a 58-yard touchdown run. Yeah, just very nice setup there. I mean, one play. That's all you needed for that drive. And you you got to give credit to the offensive line. They did some blocking there. Guys got out then in front when, when Danny took off and made some big blocks for him to free him up, and then he did the rest. This kick is away. Return man going from right to left, being chased from behind. Got to be hit by a host of white shirts. Ryan Allman was chasing him from behind, but he got a lot of help. Looks like Metzger getting up and walking back to the sidelines for the Seals Grove Seals. So that one play drive covering 58 yards, two-point conversion good. Seals Grove pushing their lead to 41-6 with 4.51 to go in the third period. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. So now with 4.44 to go here in the third period, first down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They'll have it at their own 24-yard line. As Jones will split far to the right, Henry in the slot. Stark goes from wide out. Now he's in the backfield with Probst. Blitz coming. Probst is going to give it to Stark, but Ryan Allman meets him in the backfield, and down goes Stark. Ryan Allman makes the stop and drives the running back into the ground. Loss on the play. Depending on where they give him for momentum to, looks like right around the 20-yard line. It's going to be a loss of at least four by the Central Mountain Wildcats. And Ryan Amit, seven tackles tonight, one of them a tackle for a loss. He has a batted down ball, and he's got that fumble recovery for a touchdown, so he's having a heck of a game. So second down and 14 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Probes quick throw out to Jones, making a catch on the wide receiver screen, caught from behind, and he'll go down. Schaefer making the stop after Jones crossed the 21-yard line to about the 22-yard line, so it'll be... A pickup of two, but it's still going to be a third down and long for the Wildcats. And what's going on right now, you know, Central Mountain's just spreading things out, putting out four or five receivers, and making Seals Grove cover everything, you know, from left to right. But Seals Grove is getting pressure with three, four guys, so the QB doesn't even have time to let something develop down uh, downfield. Everything's underneath. Seals Grove's doing a good job flying the ball and minimizing the gain after the catch. Probst makes the catch. Quick throw out this time to Jones. He went to pitch it to his teammate, but unable to. And they're going to say it's an incompletion. Never had full reco- full a full catch there. Actually, I think Swineford just hit him so hard that ball popped out. There was a guy kind of coming like a 
doing the hook and ladder. ladder. <laughs> He's going to try to pick up a big play on that, but it sets up a fourth down and long. Fourth down and 12 with 2.45 to go in the third period. Punny situation. Jones will drop back to punt this one away. Khan and Nyland standing in Central Mountain Territory as they both now back up into Seals Grove Territory about the 45-yard line. Jones gets a good snap, punts it away. It's a line drive kick. It's going to be taken off the turf by Khan. Khan working up the right sideline. Gets another big block after getting a block from Nyland. This is going to be a flag thrown in. So this is going to come back. It was number 77 who laid the second block. That's Gavin Carroll. Nyland set up the first block. And you got the oohs from yeah. the sidelines and from the crowd here. But Gavin Carroll tried to lay a block. I was wondering if he got called for the back of the block. Wow, the, the punt there was low. It's bouncing. And Joe Kahn catches it with a guy right in front of him. But you heard it. The crowd was oohing and aahing because Nyland laid a big hit. The block freed up Kahn to get out around the edge. Did some nice dancing like Joe Kahn does, some spin moves. But I agree, Pat. I think that you're going to get a block in the back here. That's going to take it all the way back. It's going to cancel out a good run back by Khan. Started, as you said, with a big block by Nylon. But give credit to Galantine, the freshman 5-8 on the punt coverage for Central Mount Wildcats. He got right back up to his feet to chase after the play, but he's on the sideline, definitely shaken up by the hit by Nylon. But Seals Grove have it at their own 49-yard line. Quick throw out to Nylon. Makes a catch. Try to work from left to right. Was able to avoid two tackles somehow. and uh, But he ends up getting stopped for loss on the play. Where was he going? <laughs> I mean, he caught the ball, had the near side of the field wide open, and he literally ran right back to the defense. So that he was able to squeeze between two defenders. Yeah, he didn't need to squeeze through of, any of them. There's a lot of blue shirts. He just needed to there. run towards us, Pat. It was wide open. I don't know. Maybe that was design. I don't know. See into the game for the Seals Grove Seals. Number 19 split far to the left, and that's Scott Kissinger, the sophomore. And the slot is Nyla. He's going to get a quick throw again. This one's going to be incomplete. Hey, he wasn't even ready for it there. He looked surprised the ball came to him. It was the exact same play that time, but Nyla wasn't looking for it, and he turned, and the ball pretty much just hit him in the helmet. So that quickly, now it's a third down and 11 for the Seals Grove Seals. Lost in a one on the first play, and this one fell incomplete. So third down and 11. Kissinger will split far to the left. Nyland will be on the slot on the right. Looks like Brett four far to the right. Danny Schock in a shotgun formation. Takes a snap. Roll it to his right. Looking. Going to get it out to Brett Four. He goes down to the turf to make the catch. And they're going to say it's not a catch. As he went down to turf, make catch, try to catch it in the bread basket, but unfortunately unable to. And it's going to bring up a fourth down. And you'll think a punting situation for the Seals. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm watching in my binoculars there. And that was Kant. He got down low and it got through his arms, but he lodged it between his arms and his legs there that was a catch <laughs> that was absolutely a catch but well with that play that's going to wrap up a third quarter third quarter that seals grove's able to put back to back to back scores on the board and then take the lead 41 to 6 over the central mountain wildcats like let's take a break come back we'll have the fourth quarter for you the seals grove football presented by seals grove ford here on eagle 107 at eagle107.com 
Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grill football games, this company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Eagle107.com After the Eagles win over the Giants, they head back to the link on Sunday, the 21st, to host Carolina pregame show next Sunday at noon. Kickoff with Merle Reese, Mike Quick at 1 on Eagle 107. Seals Grove will put this away to start the fourth quarter. Kick is away by Metzger. Return man runs underneath of it, makes the catch, gets away from one tackle, another tackle, but then going to be caught from behind. Bunch of guys not giving up on that. Ryan Almond, Hoover in on the stop. Good punt by Mesker that time. The return man for the Central Mountain Wildcats was Eck. He's a senior, 5'11", 170 pounds. He was doing everything he could to try to gain yardage. Good coverage by the Seals Grove punt team. Yeah, just too many Seals flying all over the place. He make one guy miss, head in opposite direction. There would be another Seal. He had to go back and forth. And actually, Ryan Almond was the first guy there, missed the tackle. Ended up getting the tackle with all the second efforts there from the Central Mountain return guy. So first down and 10 for Central Mountain, just outside their own 20-yard line. We'll say at the 21-yard line. Got new numbers in there. Make sure we mention as many of those as we can. See number 66, Giuseppe Ferraro, the junior, 5'10", 247 pounds, playing at right defensive end. Also, number 50's checked into the game. That's Nick Young. Nick Young, sophomore, 5'8", 200 pounds. Number nine's coming into the game for the Seals Grove Seals on the defensive side. Nate Hattenberger, just a freshman, 5'10", 157 pounds. Ryan, you know some of these athletes checking in this game, some of these younger guys mixed in with guys who don't get a lot of opportunity under Friday Night Lights, but it's good to see Seals get into a game where you can get other guys into the ball game. Oh, yeah, and we, we say it year in and year out. It's important to get this 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 time in. I mean, get the, the feel for under the lights, you know, get a taste of, of what it's like to play. It makes you want to work harder in the offseason to get more and more playing time. It also makes you more comfortable going into the next season or any future play you have. So it's very important, you know, if you can get some of these second-string, third-string guys in the game, get some real minutes. The corner of Meckley on the right side for the Seals defense. First down and 10 for Central Mountain. Five wides. Fake it to a quick wide receiver screen. Now looking deep down the sideline. Now they check down to Jones. Makes the catch. Up the left sideline. Gets beyond the 30-yard line. Knocked out of bounds. Or are they going to mark it all the way back at the 29-yard line? And Jones thinking the same thing. So I thought I cleared the 30-yard line, but they're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 29. So it's going to be short of a first down, but a second down. And about two for Central Mountain. Yeah, that was a uh, nice job by Probst, the quarterback, just to buy some time. Again, Seals getting some pressure there, even with the backups in, and uh, forced him out of the pocket. He made a nice pass to Jones. Jones picked up good yards, but did step out before the first down. Dean Hollenbach playing the corner position on the left. Isaiah Showers playing the safety, number 10 for the Seals. High snap to Probst, able to get rid of it. Throws a quick wide receiver screen out there for Sue. Makes a man miss, picks up a first down, crosses the 35, out to 
about the 37-yard line. So it'll be a first down pickup. This is see Matt Carroll into the game, number 80. The junior, 5'8", 160 pounds for the Seals' defense. That time, Oscar Macharo in on the tackle. So, again, can't stress enough. Guys get an opportunity to get into the game under the Friday night lights as you continue to build the program. Seals Grove leading 41-6, 10-23 to go in the game. Jones gets the call again, gets a block, takes it up the left sideline, runs over defender Hoover before being knocked out of bounds in Seals Grove territory at the 48-yard line. Uh, T. Hoover just took a hit, but he gets back up. He looks over. It must have been some Central Mountain players on the sideline talking, and he just he just smiles. He just smiles at him. Surprised to see Hoover still in the game at the safety position, but he remains in the game. Also, back there again is Showers playing the safety position. First down at 10 for Central Mountain in Seals Grove territory at the 48-yard line. Probst takes a snap. Quick pitch to start inside of the defender. Still going to the 40, 35, 30. Going to be upended as he gets to the 25-yard line. Showers came up, able to get to him and upend him, or else it might have been a touchdown for Stark, but it's a first down pickup to the Seals Grove 26-yard line. Yeah, big run play there. Good moves, picking up extra yardage. couple broken tackles. And Central Mountain in business now as they're about the Seals 25-yard line. He sent two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Stark alone back in the backfield. First down and 10 for Probst. Gets the snap, gives it to Stark, off the right side, under a defender, still going. First down pickup, up the right sideline, close to the goal line, knocked out of bounds. The official falls over the yard marker as well, so everybody being knocked around on the far side. But he quickly pops up to his feet, looks unharmed from the fall. <laughs> he does, he just gets pushed out of bounds and into the official, and the official gets put on his butt. Not a lot of people concerned about it, but I was. I wasn't. Oh, I First saw down, he was smiling. He was good. He was smiling. First down, goal to go for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They trail 41-6 with 9-10 to go here in a ball game. Probst quick pitch to start. Trying to get to the goal line. Macharo first one there. Spins out of that tackle. Gets some help from other white shirts. Going to go down at about the three-yard line. So about a two-yard pickup that time. By Stark, as we're under nine minutes to go in the game, Seals Grove leading 41 to six. Yeah, that time Isaiah Showers in on that tackle, Nicholas Young, and Matthew Carroll all get involved in that one. Updated score for you, Danville: three touchdowns in just 58 seconds, taking a commanded lead over Shemokin, 47 to 14. High snap to Probst, but he's able to handle it. Give it to Stark. Hit. Met at about the two-yard line. Maybe the one-on-four momentum. And they're going to spot it there. So it's going to be third down goal to go from the one-yard line for the Central Mount Wildcats as they're trying to cut into the Seals Grove 41-6 lead. A big tackle by Gavin Carroll. He's a big boy out there. Uh, 11th grader, six foot, 222 pounds, and he stuffed it. Forcing the third and one, third and goal. Stark in the backfield along with Probst. Wide receivers to each side. High snap again, but Stark gets it. Spins, turns, slams to the turf. That time, nice job on the tackle. Nick Young, the sophomore, 
And Seals Grove trying to do everything they can to keep the Central Mountain team out of the end zone as they have it deep in Seals Grove territory at the one-yard line. Yeah, and that, that Nick Young, that's his second tackle in the last three plays, so he's getting involved there, making some things happen. He's a nice-sized player as well. They have him down as 5'8", 200 pounds. You can see he's a broad player out there, did a good job getting his body in there, wrapping up and taking down the running back. Fourth and goal. Fourth down, goal to go for Central Mountain. Seals Grove leading 41-6. Probst gets the stop. He's going to keep it, trying to get to the edge. To the left pylon, he's going to get in. Touchdown for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, nice effort there by the Seals defense with their backup against the end zone, forcing a fourth and goal. But Probst, the athlete, the standout player here for Central Mountain, uses his speed, gets out around the edge, and gets into the end zone. And it, Probst is in there a quarterback, and there were all starters still in there for Central oh, yeah. Mountain Wildcats. Yep. So these backups who got in for Seals Grove did a great job making Central Mountain have to earn that touchdown. They do take it in on Probst's second touchdown run of the night for Central Mountain. The extra point try to come. One-yard touchdown run by Central Mountain Wildcats. Holds good. The kick is up, and it is good. Well, Sean, it's now 41-13 with 7.06 to go here in the ballgame. Seals Grove leading here. But we're keeping an eye on other games going on around the Valley. So let's send it back to you to get those updates. Chuck. All right, Pat. Thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Final score tonight on WKOK. Southern Columbia over Shikolemi, 69-7, currently on 100.9 the Valley. Jersey Shore has taken the lead over Lewisburg, 25-17. to Final score tonight in Muncie, the Indians over Columbia Montorvo Tech, 50-6. to in the fourth quarter, Pat mentioned it a few moments ago, Danville with three touchdowns in under a minute in the fourth quarter as they're now cruising over Shemokin 47-14. Central Columbia tonight, big time over Warrior Run, 49 to nothing. Troy defeated Montgomery 31-14. That is a final. And Montoursville bouncing back over the Danville loss last week. They beat Mifflinburg tonight 31-27. Line Mountain gets a win tonight, 22-20 over Pine Grove. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Mill Hall for Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Guys. Short kick this time. Picked off the turf by Showers, and he's going to be taken to the turf before he's able to get to the 20-yard line. So Central Mountain gets on the board again. Probst gets a second touchdown run of the night. This coming from one yard out with 7.06 to go in the ballgame, completing a nine-play drive covering 79 yards, taking four minutes and 41 seconds. The extra point good. Seals Grove still lead 41-13. to That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Also, after the game, stick around. We'll have interview with Coach Derek Kicks, players down on the field, all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision Post Game Show coming up after the game here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. First down and 10 for the Seals. Low snap to Bastion. Gives it to Lone back in the backfield. Crossing the 20-yard line out to about the 22-yard line. So a short run that time for the Seals. Grove Seals would be a second down and eight for the Seals. Pat, we got to give a shout-out. Good call tonight. Love listening to you guys. Heath Harris. Appreciate it. Now we know at least one person. We now one's listening. If you're so. listening, you know our numbers. 
Let us know there's at least two. If you want to be number two, send me a text. Heath could have his wife text. <laughs> well, we appreciate them listening, definitely. We love doing it, and we're glad that people enjoy tuning in. Seals Grove getting an impressive win here. Bounce it back from a loss a week ago to the Schmokin Indians. Also, tonight after the game, you can join Sean Carey for scores and highlights from across the region, including the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week. That's coming up after our ball game here and our postgame show. We send it back to Sean Carey as he brings you Sunbury Motors game night here on Eagle 107 and part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. That penalty goes against Central Mountain. Second down and three for the Seals. In the shotgun formation is Bastion. Gives it to Showers. Dances his way beyond the 30-yard line out to the 31-yard line. Ryan, and we'll give you a chance to let you know number 61, Cam Fogarty in the game, playing the center position for the Seals Grove Seals. Ah, oh, Cam's one of my favorite all-time people. A friend of my son's, his mom Heather's awesome. Cam and uh, another good buddy of his, Joey Hoover. They've spent a lot of time in my house. There's uh, they like they like to steal food. Wow, I shouldn't say about Cam. Joey likes to hide the cosmic brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get to interview him one day and ask him why he steals the cosmic brownies. This goes to Hollenbach showing his great speed up the right sideline. Met by a defender at the 48-yard line, and the defender lowered his head and used his head to make the tackle. Are they going to call it that? That he. Threw his head into the running back up the right sideline. Not sure what the call is going to be there, but, Brian, you keep an eye on while they chit-chat about that. Give a chance to let you know. Sunday night football in WKOK features Kansas City at New England at 7.30. Monday night football has San Francisco and Green Bay at 7.30. And another NFL week starts this coming Thursday night when Denver at Arizona, 8 o'clock. Visit WKOK.com. Click Sports Schedule for primetime NFL schedule on WKOK. I think you got it right there. They're calling targeting on that. So it's a big walk-off after the run by Hollenbach, and it's going to take it all the way to the 32-yard line. And Cam Fogarty ran 23 yards just to get to the ball to get ready to snap this. <laughs> he didn't waste a step. Shotgun formation. Bastion has it. Gives it to Hollenbach. Going left this time. Trying to get a block underneath the defender. But good job covering that one. Sideline to sideline. Like number, was that number 30 on the stop that time? For, was that Strats on the stop for the Central Mountain Wildcats? Loss on the play. They'll put it at the 35-yard line. 4.50 to go in the ballgame. Seals Grove leading 41-13. Seals Grove got back-to-back-to-back touchdowns in the third period to put this game out of reach. Central Mountain did get second touchdown by their quarterback, Propes. The Seals Grove leading 41-13. This is going to go Hollenbach between the tackles. Spins at the 30. Falls to the 28-yard line. So it'll be a third down, called about seven for the Seals Grove Seals. As Coy Bastion will get the call from the sidelines. Other guys in the game, look out, see number 78. That is Connor Reinhardt, the junior, six foot, 240 pounds, comes into the game playing on that offensive line. Trying to get other names who have checked in. 
for the Seals Grove Seals. It's going to go to Hollenbach between the tackles again. Not much there. Maybe a yard, and that's going to be it. Be curious if you give Kyle Rule a chance to kick a field goal, even though it would be pretty far field goal for Kyle Rule, but I don't think they're going to take any chances here. Well, you know what? Field goal's worth three points. Speaking of three, Chuck Culp texting. Great job, guys. I'm number three. We have three people listening. At this point, I don't have any friends. You don't have any friends. No way. It's either a family member or... Katia and Francesca are listening. There you go. Pastor Ryan's listening. He's our second He has to. He's our second. (laughs) He got it to it quickly. 930. This is going to go to Hollenbach. Straight up the middle. Seals going to try to pick up a first down. Dragon defenders to the 25-yard line, but it'll be a short of a first down, so it'll be a turnover on downs. See if I can have old... And Teresa and Murphy are listening. Family does not count. Although mine's probably not listening. (laughs) My mom probably is. Well, family doesn't count, but my family does because it's Murphy and Teresa, and they're listening very, very closely. And let's see. We got Sean Carey. He's listening. Oh, that doesn't count. Sean's running the board. Ten nuggets, only a dollar. Giddy up. Are they chicken, though? (laughs) They just call them nuggets. Here is a first down and 10 for Central Mountain. Turnover on down. Seals Grove leading 41-13. Stick around after the game. Ryan will make his way down on the field. Chit-chat with Coach Derek Hicks. A couple players from down on the field. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Smoking Dam Health Center. Backbreaker play of the game. So much more as Seals Grove will get a victory here. They'll bounce back from their loss a week ago. Improved to 4-4. Four and four. Setting up a matchup against a very good Danville Ironman team next week. Into the game, Colton Hoover, junior 6'2", 202 pounds. Number 90, Kevin Gearhart, number, he's a freshman, 6'191 pounds. Defensive lineman for the Seals Grove Seals. Is that number 62 in the game? Damian Catherman, just a freshman. He lines up the defensive tackle on the left side. Seals Grove. Dominated third quarter pull away from Central Mountain Wildcats. Handoff goes to Lone back in the backfield as he's hit as he crosses the 30-yard line and taken to the turf. 81 involved in the stop there, and that's Oscar Macharo, the junior. Seals Grove defense will try to stop Central Mountain on this third down and four. 140 to go in the game. Seals Grove 41, Central Mountain 13. Again, we'll have a Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show here for you. Coming up after the game, Ryan's going to make his way down on the field, check in with Coach Derek Hicks, get his thoughts of his performance of his seals here tonight. Quarterback for Central Mountain going left. Now cuts it back to the right. There's a flag on the play. The quarterback who's checked in, that's Peyton Johnson. He's a sophomore, 5'10". As he runs left, cuts it back to the right, but there is a flag on the play. For tonight, Seals grows most points was 35 points against Chickalimia. Well, they put up 41 here tonight. And again, lead 41-13 with 1-12 to go in the ball game. But all truthfully, we appreciate all our listeners checking in. As Seals Groves gets this convincing win. Let's go at another text. We're listening, and we say thank you, Pat, for the great job. 
Katya and Francesca. Well, we appreciate that. We love doing it. Been doing it 10 seasons now. Can't believe we're getting ready to move into week eight of covering Seals Grove football. Where's Mike Moyer? He usually listens in. Haven't heard from him. Also, Jason Carpenter. Many more usually checking in, so we know they're listening if they're near a phone or a computer. We appreciate all the listenership here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Johnson rolling to his right, under some pressure, gets ready, finds a man, makes a catch on the near sideline, and he goes out of bounds, well short of a first down. It's going to be a fourth down and long for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Just 28 seconds to go in this game. Can't say it enough. Seals Grove bounces back. Now they have not lost two games in a row all season long. Next week, they'll try to make it two wins in a row for the first time here in 2018. Remember, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week. All with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 at the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. With that play, that'll end the ball game. Sealers Grove Seals, who led 20-6 to at the end of the first half, got back-to-back-to-back touchdowns in the third quarter, and they go on to win 41-13. Central Mountain will remain winless on the season. Sealers Grove will improve to 4-4, four and four, as they'll do the traditional handshakes. Coach Jim Rainier will walk across, meet up with Coach Derek Hicks. Derek Hicks. Now gets his 35th win as head coach of the Seals Grove Seals. Ryan will hopefully try to grab Coach Derek Kicks, who's standing out at midfield. That's where Derek Kicks is now. Ryan making his way out on the field. While they're doing that, we'll start the recap of the scoring in this ball game. Seals Grove did struggle early on. Penalties hurt themselves. But they ended up getting a touchdown. It was a 51-yard touchdown reception by Josh Nyland with 425 to go in that first quarter. That was just a one-play drive covering all 51 yards. The extra point, no good. Seals Grove led at that point 6-0. And then Schoen get a 40-yard touchdown run, his first rushing touchdown of the season. Excuse me, his third rushing touchdown of the season for uh, Nate Schoen. Let me correct that again. His fourth rushing touchdown of the season for Nate Schoen, coming with just 33 seconds to go in the third period. That was a five-play drive covering 64 yards, taking two minutes and one second. The extra point good, and Seals Grove led 13-0, and that would be the score at the end of the third quarter, or end of the first quarter. Then Central Mountain would cut into that lead. Probst got his first of two touchdowns on the night, three-yard touchdown run. 4-0-1 to go in the first half, completing eight-play, 77-yard drive, taking three minutes and 15 seconds. Extra point, no good. Seals Grove now led 13-6. And then Danny Schott got a one-yard touchdown run, completing eight-play drive, covering 60 yards. Took a minute and 16 seconds. The extra point, good. And Seals Grove would increase the lead to 20-6. to That would be the score at the end of the first half with Seals Grove leading 20-6. to and again, Seals Grove got back-to-back-to-back touchdowns. The first one coming on Nate Schoen's first reception touchdown of the season with 9.24 to go in the third period, completing the seven-play, 77-yard drive, covering two minutes and 27 seconds. The extra point good. Seals Grove led at that point 27-6. to And then Ryan Almit would come down on the ensuing kickoff, make the special teams play, pick the ball up the turf, run eight yards for the fumble recovery touchdown, with 9.17 to go in the third. The extra point no good. Seals Grove led 33-6. to 
Seals Grove would get a 58-yard touchdown run from freshman quarterback Danny Schock. That was his second rushing touchdown of the season, his third or the night, his third on the season. They came with 4.51 to go in the third period, just a one-play drive covering the entire 58 yards. Two-point converging, good. Seals Grove led 41-6 at the end of the third quarter. And then Proach will get his second touchdown run and all the scoring by the Central Mount Wildcats on a one-yard run. That was 7.06 to go in the ballgame, completing a nine-play drive, 79 yards, taking four minutes and 41 seconds. The extra point good, and Seals Grove still led 41-13. Seals Grove going to victory. They lead. They win 41-13 to improve the 4-4 four four Central Mountain Falls to 0-8. Ryan's down on the field. He's got Coach Hicks as Coach Hicks gets his 35th win as head man of the Seals Grove Seals. Congratulations to him. Now down to you, Ryan. All right, Pat, we're down here in the field. You're listening to Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. Coach, you get the win tonight, 41-13, to a bounce-back victory after last week. Tell us about what you saw tonight and how this game played out. Oh, you know, we played better offensively. Got a little bit of push up front. We were able to give our quarterbacks a little more time. Uh, you know, even early on, they were they were going with uh, that that same seven eight man box that we saw last week that Schmoken used uh, successfully. And this week, the guys learned from it. They were able to block it up a little bit better. Take us to, through that interception after they recovered the fumble. Nate Schoen gets a big sack. But how big of an interception was that as they were looking at the possibility of going and scoring and tying it up before halftime? Yeah, that was big. Uh, you know, we put the ball on the ground on the option, which first week run an option. Uh, you know, learn from that. And then Micaiah Showers did a great job. He realized uh, there was nothing underneath. And, you know, he kept dropping, sinking as we teach him to. And, uh, you know, he got deep enough that he was able to pick off a 15-yard crosser. Yeah, Micaiah had a big game tonight. We'll be interviewing him. Another guy in your defense, a young player, Ryan Ahmed, with a big game tonight. He had a TD as he picked up that fumble recovery. Also, I was in on eight tackles tonight, one of them for a loss. Talk a little bit about how he's progressing in your defense. Yeah, he's doing a nice job. Um, you know, since we moved Nate Schoen down to uh, to D line, uh, Ryan stepped up as a middle backer and is doing. You know, each week he's progressing and he's getting better. And uh, I said to Chip Mall in the headset tonight, it's kind of scary at one point. You know, I think we had two freshmen and four sophomores on the field for that defense, and those guys were doing a great job. They absolutely did. Speaking of great jobs, Nyland tonight, nine catches, 144 yards and a TD, the majority of that in the in the first half. Talk about his game tonight. Yeah, he's uh, he's a burner. He's your, your guy out of the slot that, that's able to kind of stretch that defense with his speed. And, uh, you know, some of, those, some of those balls were just short passes that, that he, you know, got got those yards after catch and uh, did a nice job, did a nice job on his routes and getting open. Coach, two big games to end the season. One on the road at Danville, then home Montoursville. Two very good teams. What are your thoughts right now? Where your team is at heading into two crucial games before a district playoffs? Uh, you know, I just told the guys. I said a couple of the mistakes we made, some of the penalties, mental things we did. Uh, you can't do that the next two weeks, actually, from here on out, because then you're in playoffs. Uh, so we got, we still got things to clean up. Uh, but with Jersey Shore winning tonight over Lewisburg. Yeah, that puts a little more pressure on now still fighting to, to be that one seed and not have to travel up there uh, come November. I can tell you this much. Pat and I do not want to travel up there. Oh, it's a beautiful facility. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, congratulations on a great win tonight. Um, go enjoy this with your team. All right, thank you. And, Pat, we might as well just keep it here. I got I got the, the, the boys are patiently waiting. I'll start out with uh, Ryan Amit. 
Ryan, big game tonight, buddy. Uh, you had eight tackles, one tackle for a loss. She had a batted down ball, had the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Talk a little bit as you're growing in this offense. Obviously, as Nate Schoen goes to defensive end, you came in and you're playing uh, lights out at the linebacker position. Um, defense did a great job. Uh, D-line was clogging holes and the backers could all make plays. And with the, um, f- uh, the touchdown on the kickoff, Oscar Matrero made the tackle. It was a great hit. Ball was right there at the right place and the right time. Picked it up and scooped it in. So we were wondering. We were, we thought it was Machado that knocked it free. Also, do you like to blitz more or do you like to, to get back in the pass coverage? Oh, I love blitzing. I'm, I'm not so good at pass coverage. Oh, you'd be in the secondary if you were. Anyways, great job tonight. Enjoying watching you grow as a linebacker in this defense. Thank you. And we're going to keep it there with linebackers and guys that had a big game tonight. Micaiah Showers. No relation to our stat guy, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're all related. Micaiah, big game tonight. I uh, have you down for nine tackles. You got a tackle for a loss, and of course, the interception, which, in my opinion, Pat, is the Schmogendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Looked like they were going to go in and score. Take us through that play there that turned things around and gave you guys, uh, well, in position to get that 20 to 6 uh, halftime lead. Well, I mean, the D line was doing good getting a pass rush, and. They've been thrown over the middle, and I was just there at the right right place at the right time. Did you think you were taking it to the house? Oh, I'm not that fast. <laughs> but you're fast enough to be in on a lot of plays tonight. Talk a little bit about where you feel this defense is now. As you guys made some changes early on, now you guys are grouped together. It seems like you got your core going. What are your thoughts now as you're heading into the last couple games and then into playoffs? We're doing pretty good. We just need to step it up for Danville and make the tackles. Dable's got a lot of good athletes. So do we. Looking forward to seeing you on the field next week. Thank you. All right, and then last, we'll bring it in with some offense. Nyland tonight, nine catches, 144 yards in a TD, just in the zone, right? Yeah, of course. Our, our offense had struggled like, in the past games, and we finally got it going this game. What was the difference tonight for you? Why, what were you feeling out there? Just one of those things where you just feeling it? Yeah, we were just playing our game. We had a little bit of different tactics this week, like coming at it um, with rolling out and stuff like that, and it seemed to work better than just our QB staying in the pocket. Do you like this field? Because I think you went for over 100 yards last year here as well. I mean, it's a pretty nice stadium itself, but it's just the environment here is kind of a little different. Well, I'll tell you what, you play well here. We can play all our games here because the outcomes have been in our favor. Congratulations on a good game, and uh, get ready next week for a big one against Danville. Thank you. All right, Pat, that'll wrap up the Seals postgame show from the field. And this is the Seals postgame show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. Seals Grove gets the 41-13 to victory tonight. Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field. Appreciate Coach Derek is always checking in with us. His team gets his win, and again, he gets his 35th win as head man of the Seals Grove Seals. And also checking in with the three guys at big games tonight, sophomore Ryan Allmitt, Junior, uh, Makai Showers, and Josh Nyland. Great job by those guys. They get the win here. And, again, win 41-13. to We're going to send it to Sean, look at some other scores going on, and get ready for the Surface Electric Cable Vision postgame show. All right, Pat, Ryan, Zach, thanks very much. As we get our first whip around of final scores from across the valley tonight, on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Southern Columbia all over Shikolumi, 69-7. Jersey Shore, big win tonight over Lewisburg, 25-7. We'll have highlights of that a little later on game night. 
Also in the fourth quarter, Bloomsburg is up 28-20 over Hughesville. Final scores in, Muncie, easy time over Columbia Montorvo Tech, 50-6. Danville, 47, Shemokin, 14. Get a report on that game also later on on game night. Central Columbia blanking Warrior Run, 49-0. Athens tonight defeating Midwest, 24-19. Loyal Sock, 30. Milton, 7. Troy over Montgomery, 31-14. Mount Carmel cruising over South Williamsport. That game tonight at the pit, 55-13. Montoursville, nice bounce back after losing to Danville last Friday. They get the win tonight over Mifflinburg, 35-21. Line Mountain, the Eagles, 22-20. They defeated Pine Grove. Upper Dauphin, 58. Williams Valley, 26 Berwick over Crestwood, not even close, 61-13. And Halifax tonight defeating Juniata, 13-6. Take a quick break, and we'll have our Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show when we return to Don Malinak Field at Mill Hall as the Seals Grove Seals even things up at 500 on the year, 4-4, four and four, as they defeat Central Mountain, 41-13. Right back after this, this is Seals Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island. Island Dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your Basset Hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, see, senor, don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Eagle 107. It's time for the SEALs post-game show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Service Electric post-game show here at Central Mountain High School as the SEALs Grove SEALs win this one 41-13 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. SEALs Grove improved the 4-3 and three. As the Central Mount Wildcats fall to 0 and 8. And as you heard Ryan talking to Coach Derek Hicks, the tension already being turned to the road game next week at the Danville Ironman. And Danville Ironman were in command of that one over Shemokin, looking to improve to 7 and 1. Ryan had a chance to be down on the field, hear a little bit from the, the huddle, the guys talking down on the field, your sense of what was being said amongst the guys after a good win over Central Mountain. Uh, well, actually, it was pretty short, you know, and he just said about we got to stay focused and build on this and use this momentum. And they're going, they're going here in the stretch now. You got two big games against Danville and then Montoursville, teams with winning records that are, you know, doing it and, and with style and fashion. So uh, they know, they know they got a big couple tests in front of them to end out the season and then be healthy and ready and to go for the district playoffs and make it a run and see if you can't grab that district championship and. Just like everyone feels, nobody wants to go to Jersey Shore, so just keep winning. Oh, and on top of it, the fact that it's grass and all the rain and it's all torn up, and it, I mean, I've watched it on film, and that, you know, plays a big part of what you're trying to do uh, from a football standpoint as well. Ryan, well, the reason I wanted to throw you back on because uh, it's time for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and there's a lot of candidates tonight on 
what it would have been. But you have your vote in there, and uh, we're arguing it back and forth. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, tonight uh, again, a lot of big plays for the Seals Grove Seals. But you mentioned it down on the field, and uh, it's worth uh, talking about again. Well, which way is it then? I, you're going with my pick, if that's what you want to say. You're going to Micaiah Showers Intercept. I don't know if you've ever gone with my pick before, have you? Well, you don't know because you're down on the field. So we're going to cut it short. <laughs> yes, the interception by Micaiah Showers turns away what would have been a potential tying and a, maybe a go-ahead score for the Central Mount Wildcats at the end of that first half. So Showers gets the interception. Seals have not only got the ball back, able to take it down and put points on the board to go up 26 at halftime. Can I be difficult? Can we combo that with the shown sack? Because if you don't get the sack, and maybe it's not a passing situation, you don't have to throw it as deep. All right, let me check the rules on this one. Uh, Can the Shemokin Dam Health check, Center check backbreaker with Dr. plays of the game? No, check in with Dr. Dunnigan and, and see what he says. They were consecutive it's, plays. All right, well, either way. The big plays in the game are brought to you by Schmoke Dam Health Center. They, those are the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. Schmoke Dam Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Taking a look at the numbers here given to me by our stat man, Zach Shower. Seals Grove wins this one 41-13. Looking at the team number, Seals Grove 17 first down, Central Mountain 11. At the rushing department, what we would expect coming tonight, we knew that Central Mountain was vulnerable to the rush. Seals Grove took advantage of that to go for 250 yards, where Central Mountain just 56. Passing department, 191 yards for Seals Grove, 142, and we knew uh, the passing department probes over 1,000 yards on the season. He gets 142 yards. Jones, a very good receiver for the Central Mountain Wildcats. So total yards, all Seals Grove, 441 total yards, 198 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Penalties, still an issue. Both teams with nine penalties with 90-plus yards of penalty yardage. Not good, something that continues and need to be corrected here for Seals Grove and their opponents. Turnovers, fumble by Seals Grove. And turnovers, Central Mountain had two interceptions and a fumble. Almond's eight-yard fumble recovery was taken in for a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Individual numbers, looking at first at the rushing department for Central Mountain. Stark ended with 10 carries, 36 yards. Probes had nine carries for 21 yards for the Seals Grove Seals and two touchdowns. In the passing department, Probes, 18 for 33, 141 yards, two interceptions. In the receiving department, Jones ended up with eight carries, 100 and, or eight receptions for 107 yards. Sue ended up with four catches for 26 yards. Looking at Seals Grove Seals, individual numbers, shock four carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown from 58 yards by the freshman quarterback. Nate Schoen, five carries, 61 yards and a touchdown. Bastion, four carries for 54 yards. Con seven carries, 27 yards. In the passing department, the freshman Danny Shock, good night. 12 for 15, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Bastion 
threw it nine times, three completions, 46 yards, and a touchdown as well for the Seals Grove Seals. In the receiving department, you heard it. Ryan interviewed Josh Nyland after his nine-catch performance, 144 yards and a touchdown. Shane Schoen had one catch but went for a touchdown from 24 yards. Swineford got back in the stat column with two catches for 11 yards. Metzger as well, two catches, six yards. Kantz had one catch for six yards. Again, Seals Grove beat the Central, Central Mountain Wildcats 41-13 with 441 total yards for the Seals Grove Seals. 